Daddy. Yo, 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 Mr. Mahevsky. What it do, what it do. Another week. Another freaking week, man. I uh, am losing track of the weeks, but I think we just had week 13? 13. Now, the pit tracker, I lost a week somewhere in there. Oh, I guess I lost two weeks. So I, ah. I don't know where we're at, but yeah, I can confirm week 13 because I had a struggle to figure that one out. <laughs> it's probably just the weeks that we uh, missed the pod. Were there two? We missed two weeks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't believe we did that to the fans. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it just uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder or uh, scarcity makes the, you know what I'm saying. I got you. I got you. How you doing? <laughs> Good, man. It's uh, freezing in LA and I forgot that it got this cold here. I wasn't How here all last. Freezing? I mean, it's A like. brisk 65? No, no, like 45 degrees in the morning and, uh, oh, you know, in the morning. Like, oh. yeah, well, I mean, and it's not like it's exactly warm at night. It's, it's desert weather. Hold on. I got to take this chew toy for my dog. It's not going to work. Beanie, drop it. Drop it. Good boy. Beanie. We will play after this situation. I know you haven't played all day. All right. Yeah. So I'm done. I'm done being a father. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I had forgotten in part because it's like, I wasn't here all last winter. I was in the East Coast. I was on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. COVID. Right? So, uh, you know, I got here, and it's November. It's freezing, man. Yes. Okay. Granted. But, you know, I got back from New York last week expecting to be warm. And to be fair, the day that I arrived, it was like 79 degrees in L.A. So it was hot. I was wearing my winter jacket. I was like, Jesus, this is oppressive, this heat. Uh, But then since then, it's been pretty, pretty nippy. Pretty, pretty nippy. Wow. Yeah. Poor, poor you. Poor, poor you. I know. I know. I like my life has been a depri- one deprivation after the next. So <laughs> famously. <laughs> famously. How are you doing? What's the latest? Uh, I'm good. It's uh, it's colder than that here on the East Coast. Just had some uh, some West Coast sushi. You know this place, Sugarfish? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, By, they, uh... they came here. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, they also have, like, this hand roll place that I actually prefer. Yeah, Sushi Ishikawa. Is that, is that the type of sushi, right? No, I think that's the name of the place. Yeah, but I think, I think Isak, oh, Isakaya? I don't know. I said, I said what I said. Don't call me back. Okay? <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry. Ishikawa? No, I think, I think that's, like, a type of uh, sushi, but I, I don't Isn't know. that the name is of the this... place, though? Oh, it, it is, but it's... Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's the place. Yeah, it's the place. This you make place. fun of how I say paid in, you know, you had me paid kind of in words there. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you watch the, uh, I think it's like two or three episodes ago of Kirby Enthusiasm uh, called, uh, it was called Irashame or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. But yeah, they're getting a bit lazy on that show, if I'm being honest. You think so? I, yeah. I'm like, come on, guys. It's, it's too obvious to me that it's improv now. And I, I like, bits that are a little bit more put together or that they've sure it's improv but the first only the first go around is total true improv it's got to be a little bit more more structure to the scenes i feel some of those episodes were great like yeah the no, concept I, I of uh eating the watermelon that sweet meat we've yeah, been quoting that one a lot around the house a lot of sweet meat talk <laughs> oh man that sounds uh not not pg and this is a pg podcast <laughs> is it <laughs> Uh, yeah, you may, maybe not. Maybe it's PG PG thirteen or NC seventeen or uh, or maybe it's just straight up R. R could be R. Could be R. Yeah. Um, so I put a note in here. I, I'm wondering how, how is the sponsorship going? You're you're our you're our ad guy. 
you know, we don't have any sponsors yet. Uh, okay. We're eligible to have a sponsor. So if you have a small business or a big <clears> one, <throat> or you have a cause uh, or just an uh, axe to grind, you can go ahead and link up with us and sponsor our podcast and uh, help us make millions. Uh, well, we made one... a pretty good pitch for Holiday Inn, right? That was that was an interesting play we made a few episodes ago. Right. I, I have not heard from their reps yet. It could be okay. just, a, you know, we could just be missing each other. Uh, okay. Yeah. Or maybe they didn't like the fact that we were overstating Holiday Inn Expresses at the expense of the regular Holiday Inn. Maybe they wanted us to be just all in on all Holiday Inn. Right. There's uh, a lot of brand. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why, why, why would they sponsor us when we're kind of simultaneously big upping their lesser uh, brand while while knocking their main kind of core product, which is the regular Holiday Inn. It's an interesting tactic. It's like anchoring, you know, like, oh, Holiday Inn suck, but the, the Express, now we're talking. Right, right. I mean, yeah, because the Holiday Inn, Holiday Inn is, is, you know, it's a, it's a cheap hotel. The Holiday Inn Express is a cheap hotel with kind of brand name recognition. And uh, you know it's a cheap hotel. So you can kind of mentally prepare, mentally, emotionally, physically prepare yourself to enter into a Holiday Inn Express and only be surprised and delighted by the comforts that they've assembled for you. That's why these guys need us. That was beautiful. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, I've got um, another sponsor to, uh, to propose. Oh. Bang oh, this Energy. Is off, this, this is off script. This is off script. Bang Energy. Oh, you hear, you hear this bang energy? It's it's number three energy drink in the country behind Red Bull and Monster. Bang! The way, said, the way that you said that, it was like it's number three in the country. <laughs> number three energy drink. Uh, number three. Wait, so what's number one and number two? Do you know Red Bull? Yeah, Red Bull Monster. Oh, Monster! Interesting. Where's yeah. uh Rain? Is Rain on that list? I don't know what Rain is. Like R E I G N. Is the list remember, of have three names back on in it? school, uh, like Gelston, some of these guys would order balls energy drink? Balls. Oh, no. Did they, just they would get pallets funny? of balls. No, I think it was like real intense, like, gamer drink. Oh, yeah, um, that, sound, that sounds right. Uh, and it was, yeah. I see Rain. This is a weird looking one. What's what's the point of this? Uh, you know, where, where are you getting this from? Rain? Uh, right, not Rain. Bang's been around for a while. Bang? Yeah. So my, there, I have a little bang backstory. You watch the show How To with John Wilson on HBO? I do not. All right. Well, to, to you and all the fans at home, a hilarious watch. You know, produced by that guy, Nathan Fielder from Nathan For You. Oh, Basically yeah. Basically a guy with a camera running around New York, just like explaining how to do stuff and using little video clips he's taken around the city to explain. It's really funny. <laughs> in this latest episode, he also, he gets into mischief. So his mischief in this latest episode was he was trying to explain, you know, how to like learn about wine. And in kind of trying to discover how to learn about wine, he realized uh, someone on the beach just handed him like a promotional energy drink. And he's like, I love this energy drink. Like, I don't even have to read the label. I know exactly what's in it without like having a diverse palate. So then he tracks down the owner of Bang Energy and breaks into his home. You got, it's too good to see, uh, or too good to believe. You got to see it yourself. But basically, I was then on this thing called GoPuff. You know GoPuff? Uh, I've heard of it. That's the grocery delivery. Yeah. 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 So I was trying it out for the first time to see, can they really deliver in 20 minutes? And, uh, they had bang on their list and I'm, I, I banged up. I you got banged up? Strawberry kiss bang open in front of me right now. Wow. Oh, wait, wait, for real. There's like 300 milligrams of caffeine in there, dude. Uh, uh is there 300? So, something like that. Yeah. Or 250. 
Uh, this could be bad. Yeah, I don't know how much sleep I'm going to get tonight. Marathon pod. Marathon pod. No like carbs, no sugar, no calories. I like where your head's at. <laughs> you think there's that much caffeine in this thing? I think. I know. It makes me a little shaky. I got to give you I got to give you credit to that. Yeah, I mean, you just just drink half of that and then put it away, you know? I know, but I'm, I'm too far gone. Well, so here's my issue with Bang. I mean, it's 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 really just kind of one of those woke mob issues. Uh okay. the, the the owner is a big uh, Trump donor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to watch the episode. This is a bad uh, Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> He's a bad dude, eh? All right. Yeah, well, you know, you wouldn't be able to eat any food or uh, do, you know, patronize any business if in America or probably in the world, if uh, you made a hard and fast rule that you can't patronize a business if the owner supports Trump or, or uh, distasteful poli- has distasteful politics, because uh, that's the way the world works. Yeah, I'm anti uh, bang boycott. Yeah, so I mean, for a hot second, I was anti bang, but I also just like the flavor of rain a little bit more because it's also easier to drink, slightly less less carbonated. Wait, uh, but you've had, have, have you had bang? You've bang. Have, I've have I had bang. My roommate is a bang evangelist, my man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All yeah. right. We're really mm-hmm. making a play towards the brand here. Yeah, I mean, bang energy, the energy, the athlete's <laughs> energy drink. I don't know what would it be from coast to coast. Bang <laughs> yeah. Energy. Yeah. I like to drink Bang Energy when I'm podcasting with my friend who lives in Los Angeles. It helps me stay up all night. <laughs> That's pretty good. I think if we got this Trump guy to give us a listen, where where he's signing up. Yeah, I big mean, Bang guys over here. Just make sure he doesn't listen to any of the content of the pod because we've made some some comments about that colorful 45th president. Is this is this a liberal pod, you think? Uh, I'd say it's left to center. <laughs> left to center. <laughs> That's- all right. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, if it's all the same to you, I guess uh, cue the intro guy. Cue him. From AdBam Studios, coast to coast, this is The Three Point Conversion with Bennett Mayrock and Addy DeSessa. Yeah, welcome to another episode of the pod. I'm Addy DeSessa here with Bennett Mayrock. It's a three-point conversion. Uh, pretty good week of football. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Capped NTS, it off with an interesting NTS. game. Mm. What was your favorite game of the week? Uh, the Eagles. Da Eagles. Minshew Mania. Uh, look, let me just leave with this, though. Gardner Minshew, delightful character. He's good for the league. He's good for the Eagles. And he's a good backup quarterback. And maybe he's a good starting quarterback based on, you know, who some of the other clowns who end up getting starting gigs in this job are, or in this league are. Uh, but there's no, no quarterback controversy in Philadelphia. Uh, let's, not lose, let's not lose sight of the fact that this is the New York Jets yep. who are, are incapable of tackling. Uh, that was one major takeaway from the game. It's like, oh, the Jets can't really tackle. Um, and the Eagles have a great running game. And – it's easier to pass the ball when you can run the ball too. I'm not taking anything away from Gardner Minshew's showing or the emotional uh, kind of appeal of Gardner Minshew, but you know, he won one game against the jets. Um, Jalen hurts still has bigger upside. Isn't maybe as refined of a passer yet, but he also, you know, he won five games in his first season. This is, you know, he's still a rookie. Uh, he's got a lot more weapons 
in terms of like his feet and when he does throw accurately, he's, you know, as good, if not better than Gardner Minshew. Um, and I think he brings an explosiveness and a kind of uh, defensive, defensive game planning limitation to the other teams uh, that Minshew doesn't. But yeah, I mean, this is exactly why you, you, you bring in a guy like Gardner Minshew, you trade up whatever they traded, like a fourth round pick for him or something like that. It was a late uh, yeah, and it's like, why not do that when you can bring in a guy who, in exactly this situation, you're playing against a crummy team, you can come in and help the Eagles keep pace. Uh, it, it, was, it was like a perfect scenario, and it doesn't need to be more than that. Of course, it's Philadelphia, so I'm sure uh, a 94-1 WIP, uh, <laughs> they've been talking all day about, or all week about. Uh, now, now Minshew is, uh, now I don't know about this guy Gardner Minshew. You know, it's like, oh, come on, bro. Uh, spare me. Uh, we we know Minshew's good. That's why he's here. That's why he's on the team. But we got to give Hertz his due. He's he's kept us in this season. Um, and hey, you know what? I, I gotta say, when am I gonna start hearing a little bit of chatter about Nick Sirianni as coach of the year? I, I coach better, of the year. I know there are better candidates. Come on! If the Eagles make the playoffs here, the Eagles make the playoffs. Let's say they go ten and seven. They went out and they go ten and seven, which I, is is far from far from guaranteed. In fact, it, the odds are probably strongly against that but you know put some respect in the man's name everyone would th- thought he was a clown but eagles are a fun team to watch and you know what you know what else i i observed about the eagles this weekend they have stinkers like last week against the giants when they lost 13-7 and they just looked like they couldn't do anything terrible game for jalen hurts but i like that the eagles are a bad team that are good to watch it's fun to watch the eagles because they can score points they, you know, sometimes they let up big plays on defense, but at least that's exciting to watch. You know, at least that's fun football to watch. And on offense, they're, they can be explosive. They can run the football. They can do a bunch of different things. Uh, and when they do them well, they score 30 points. They've, they've scored a lot of points this year. And they got the number one run, running, defense, or running offense in the NFL. Pretty cool stuff. That was my favorite game. What now you're you? talking, well, I think we need, a, we need a pause here for a little bit. Because you're talking Sirianni for coach of the year, playoff run. I see this thing going the other direction. I think the seed has just been planted. That you have a bye week coming up. Everyone's uh-huh. going to keep talking Minshew, Minshew, Minshew. Minshew you have Minshew. you got the football team after the bye. Mm-hmm. At mm-hmm. home. At mm-hmm. home in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Hertz is going to get back in there. And what if he puts up a stinker? What happens if all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're six and eight, the football mm-hmm. team's running away with the, the, the wild card second place in that division. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we got, we got trouble. And now, you remember why Minshew got traded away from the Jaguars. It was not to secure whatever late-round pick they got. It was give Trevor Lawrence the cushion that he doesn't have a professional football player behind him, waiting in the wings, getting amped up for his opportunity. They said, we, we, Lawrence is our starter. Get this guy gone. We're going to develop our quarterback. The pressure of having a Minshew behind waiting is not good for a young quarterback to develop, especially one that has spotty games. So I see, mm-hmm. I see the pessimistic scenario here for these Eagles coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. It could get ugly. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. I don't see, don't it. see it. No, look, look I, I don't see it. I think that the Eagles organizationally are one of the better run organizations in the league. Howie uh, Roseman? They, yeah. Absolutely. Really? That guy? Yeah, I do, man. I really do think that the Eagles are they're, – they're a pretty stable organization. Their ownership stays mostly out of the way when it comes to personnel decisions. 
I think they make smart hires, except for the Chip Kelly hire. I think they've hired some pretty good head coaches along the way. There isn't too much uh, drama in terms of, you know, like there, you don't you don't see Jeffrey Lurie in the news uh, putting his foot in his mouth, or Howie Roseman doing the same. Um, so yeah, I, I I I don't see that because they they've learned their lesson a little bit from Carson Wentz, and I think that. Minshew is a known quantity at this point, and that's exactly why they got him. And there's no advantage to the Philadelphia Eagles by putting Gardner Minshew in to make some kind of like last gasp push at the playoffs um, when they're in the playoffs because of Jalen Hurts' ability to kind of win games. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's more likely to me that – some team will pick up Gardner Minshew next year and he'll be starting in the NFL uh, in, in week one of 2022. But yeah, I, I don't see that scenario. I, I also don't think, thankfully the season only for the Eagles only has four games left. So there isn't that much runway uh, for this kind of chorus of clip Minshew in to, to build. Um, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. You overlook one thing. What's that? Eagles fans are racist. Not going to hear any argument from me on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. (laughs) Bad guys. Bad guys. It's an interesting team you got there. A lot of interesting dynamics. And the good news is, I think, congratulations, you've officially secured the Colts' first-round draft pick. So that's going to be three for you. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, although, you know, it's it's too bad is that the Colts and the Eagles both ended up being better than I think people expected. Uh, And so those draft picks are – not going to be in the top 10 or the top 15, it looks like. But it allowed this podcast popularity to soar. So, you know, you win some, yeah. you lose some. Absolutely. Absolutely. You went some, you lose some. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I take it that the uh, 31 nothing shutout uh, was uh, the, that the Colts handed to the Texans was your favorite game of the week? It was sufficient. Yeah. Sufficient. Uh, you got you to gotta love, love the Texans in your division twice a year. It's just a treat. The Colts love to play them. Um, did T, did you check out T.Y.'s ass? No, forgot about his ass. Damn it. I mean, it's it, like, I don't know how you can't look at him and not be like, wow, it, his, his hips literally go out. Um, he's got a huge ass, but yeah, I mean, like he, he had his, uh, uh, biannual, uh, feast of the Texans, right? sounds like it really gets him his contract every year. Yeah, it's good. I mean, he'll, he misses, you know, 10 games a year and. Uh, plays in at least a game and a half against the Texans, and boom, money in the bank. By the way, I just Twitter searched T.Y. Hilton, huge ass. Mm -hmm. You might be the only guy in America who's observed his ass. I see a lot of huge ass play, huge ass game, two huge ass plays. Yeah, no one's talking about the, the size of his ass, but more about just like his ass plays. Yeah, well, look, if people don't... People want to bury their head in the sand, uh, you know, and pretend like the elephant in the room isn't staring them in the face, then, then they can do that. But, uh, you know, I said what I said. I stand by it. Yeah, huge ass. Huge ass. Boom. Uh, did you see the uh, – there's like a preview from the Hard Knocks that airs tomorrow uh, where yeah. Darius, Darius Leonard predicts the shutout? He's no like, way. He's like, he's like we got to get a shutout, man. We, look, we need a shutout. We can shut these guys out. We can shut them out. <laughs> and, then, and then they freaking did. Get right games are fun. Yeah. Did you – um? Uh, so you watched last Hard Knocks? Yeah, I'm caught up. Can any more make you cry? 
No, why should you? They make me cry. Kenny Moore with the, with the kid, his family, the cancer, died of cancer. No, so that kind of stuff makes me anxious. Like I, I'm, it's like having a guest on the podcast where where there's like an interview situation. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want it. I don't want that. I don't want to see that. I don't want there to be, you know, like let them have that interaction off camera. I don't, you know. That part, you oh, so you're saying it like ruins like the human moment because it's being filmed? No, no, I don't, I don't care about it ruining it. I just, no. I, I just get viscerally like tensed up because I'm like, I hope no one says anything like awkward or, you know, imagining being in that situation just makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm sorry. But it was such a, it was an incredible relationship there. Incredible relationship, heartwarming, uh, you know, but look, and he was, but it was weird though in the credits where they were, the credits were rolling and they were doing like the second Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. And the kid's family was there. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. yeah that was so uncomfortable. Cause he was just like, he was like, ah, oh, that was a, that was a boring game or whatever, you know, like against the bucks. And it was just like this weird, Weird thing. I was like, uh, he's wearing an outrageous like jacket, right? Yeah, exactly. It looks ridiculous. And and and, well, and that that setup looked terrible. You know, I mean, you do what you can, but it looked like this folding table and yeah, weird weird lighting. I was like, oh, that looks horrible. You know, that was I don't really want to be at that. Yeah, I was like, oh look, Aww. they have awkward uh, mixed family Thanksgivings too. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, Kenny Moore nominated for Man of the Year from the Colts. Walter ah, fantastic! Here. Wait, who who are they all? Oh, you have the link here, I see. Yeah, I gave you a link so you can check it out. It's an interesting list. You got uh, your boy Kelsey. Oh, I don't like Kelsey, Kelsey. anymore. Why not? Because he's a racist. He is. Well, he just said some stupid shit uh, when he was talking about Ben Simmons. Look, I'm no fan of Ben Simmons, but um, uh, he, he was he was saying like Ben Simmons is being ridiculous and like you just just play better, man. You know, play better and people will respect you. And it's like. He's saying this when the Eagles were like one and three or whatever, something stupid. And, and it's like, dude, you guys haven't been good in years. Uh, and, and it's like, what do you have to do with this? Like, maybe just stay out of this other man's business. Uh, like, like, isn't there some kind of code, especially in a contract dispute situation? Like, you, you maybe don't maybe don't comment on that. Like, I, you, you win, you win. No, you know, plaudits for me for saying uh, that kind of stuff about another professional athlete, even if uh people like me talking heads like me are saying that kind of stuff but you know that's that's what i get paid to do that's what bang energy pays me to do uh and i and i won't apologize for making for putting bread on my table but uh when you're taking bread out of somebody else's like kelsey's trying to do keep it man yeah so. wow wow that's your man of your year you're just going on rants about look i calls it like i see them like i said T.Y. Hilton's ass. T.Y. Hilton's ass, huge. Jason Kelsey, questionable. He's also related to Travis Kelsey, who seems like an insufferable prick, as I've said on this podcast. Uh, you know, he, he and uh, Derek Carr probably uh, share beers together. I don't know. Share a couple bang energies. Yeah, bang energies. That's on their way. They're like, MAGA, on our way to the Trump rally. <laughs> Weirdo. Although, I don't know, Kel- Kelsey, every now and again, it's like, ah, maybe he's a lib. Maybe he's a dirty lib. Yeah, you can see it. I mean, his brother's yeah, in San Francisco. No, no, his, his his brother's not in San Francisco. His brother's in oh, uh, sorry, Kansas, Kansas City. The other yeah. red, the other red, right? Oh yeah, I got. I get him and Kittle confused all the time. All the yeah, time. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to imagine Kittle's a hardcore Trumpy. Oh yeah, they're kind of the same. Kittle, uh, Dak Kittle. Prescott on the man of the year list. Interesting. Jimmy Graham didn't realize he was still in the league. Great. <laughs> the Honey Badger. Uh, that's an interesting one. And then Darren Waller, former drug addict. Oh, cool. <laughs> Any uh, any real surprises, or are those guys those surprises? Those are the names that jump out to me. Derrick Henry, you know, I, I knew he was a good football player. I didn't know he was a great man. That's good to see. Uh huh. Uh huh. Tyler Lockett. Oh, a funny story for you. I was upstate mm-hmm. 
in kind of like the middle of nowhere, New York, this past weekend. We went to a bar on Saturday, and they had a poster for NFL Sunday ticket. And I don't know how they got this poster, but it was the most unbelievable collection of guys that would be like headlining a subscription plan to watch football. It was Dak in the middle, which was normal. But then it was Tyler Lockett. It was that guy, Chenault, the receiver on the Jaguars. Never heard uh, of him. Yeah, yeah. He's like an awful player that kind of was a sleeper on some people's fantasy teams. And I forgot the other. It was just a ridiculous, like, five people. Like, you look at this poster, you're just like, what sport is, are they even advertising? Here? Like, I have no idea any of these guys besides Dak in the middle. <laughs> Sign about Sunday ticket, scab edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, if you pay half price, you can only watch Jaguars games. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can watch the practice squad and the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that was man of the year and my and my uh, DirecTV story. Well, credit to you for sticking with DirecTV after all these years. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. I had a I was a DirecTV guy. That was my that was a, my my brand. Do you have a satellite dish? Once upon a time, Addy. Once upon a time. <laughs> Yeah, we we went through this before. That's those were all the, you know. All yeah, the, you outed me to Jed. Yeah, well, I mean, look, or you had Jed, Jed actually called me out. I think he called me a satellite guy, and I can't deny it. Well, I mean, yeah, it tracks. It, it it makes sense. Like you would be one of those guys who's got you know who's getting football beamed to you from space. It's when like you're a fan of the Indianapolis Colts in New York, you gotta you gotta find a way to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, and you did, and you did, to your credit. I did. Um. Yeah, well, okay, good. Oh, also, it, it, one thing on the Colts game, um, Jonathan Taylor only had two touchdowns, and I predicted he would have three. Uh, fuck. I, I mean, is, is that is that is that bad? Do you remember your other prediction? A uh, young boy would have three picks? Yeah. yeah so he had two picks. Two. Oh, look, look. So when, when I said three, I was trying to say two, because in both cases uh, – He had I two or he had one. I thought he only had one. He had two. No, he had one. He had one. He had one, you're right. All right, fine. You're really tough on the young boy. But look, the young boy, uh, so that's the first time I've really gotten to watch the young boy. Uh, yeah. He, he was like, you know, serviceable in the first half, terrible in the second half. And, and Robert Sala just had a complete meltdown. I've never seen, no, I have seen a meltdown like that, but I was like, mm, I thought you were a little bit more stoic than that, my man. It was uh, not impressive. After watching young boy and seeing him progress as he has, what would you, uh, you know, gun to head, Successful NFL quarterback when all is said and done, or uh, or a bust? No, bust. Bust. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I don't know that I've watched him enough. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I haven't really sat down and watched him play a full game. Sorry, I'm not a big yeah. Not well, a big, not I, a big I tape did. film guy, but uh, yeah. I saw I Mike White. Don't... I didn't see. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got Mike White. Um, but look, I I just don't see what what the guy. You brings to the table that's like unique and, and I don't think this is totally his fault I was thinking about this today about how much luck is involved and how many quarterbacks could have been good if they got drafted into the right situation and they just didn't you know like Sam Darnold maybe he could have been a good quarterback but he yeah. looks like he's not going to be uh, and it's just like it's because he got drafted by the Epping Jets you know like the, it, an organization in like historical dis, historic dysfunction um, you know, like Mac Jones got drafted by the Patriots. If Mac Jones gets drafted by the Lions, what's his, what's his career look like? I don't. I mean, of course, we don't know. It's, it's he's only played thirteen games or whatever. Uh, but all signs point to him having like a successful career, and maybe that's because he's 
I have to believe it's because he's in the Bill Belichick orbit. You know, he landed, and I'm not saying it's the only situation he could have succeeded in, but it seems like that plays a huge role. And it's just a bummer that a lot of these guys ended up getting drafted into shitty situations. Uh, I go back and forth on this issue a lot. Yeah. Because I definitely hear where you're coming from, right? Like, you get drafted. The Patriots, your chance of success is a lot higher. But maybe it's like the right the right systems attract the right kind of guys and they know what to look for and what to prioritize, when to reach for a quarterback, when not to, not to jump at a quarterback. Whereas these like jets franchises are desperate in getting anyone. And the Browns are in the same way, like just taking whoever they can get their hands on um, because they think that's going to fix their franchise. Well, yeah. But I mean, like when you say they're, these players are attracted to these programs, it's like sometimes the program just chooses the player and the player has no say you know, he, he may be, he may be thinking in his head, you know, I would really like to get drafted by X team, but you know, they pick 12th and I'm going to get drafted by the team that picks fifth. No, I'm uh, saying you, the team knows how to find the good guy and the right, the right fit for their organization. They have like a real like franchise culture. They know what they're going after or the system they want a quarterback to enter versus some of these other teams are just like, well, throw, throw the next guy in here. Right. And, yeah. You know, some like, you know, I don't know, Darnold slipped a little bit. They went with they went with Baker over him. Zach Wilson slipped a little bit. They went with Trevor Lawrence. You know, I don't know. Well, I think you got like an inter- interesting point because it's it seems to me that um, like teams. Oh, and this I, we talked about this earlier in the season. Teams like the Washington Football Team, they didn't pick a quarterback last year because they had a low draft pick. You know, there were a bunch of quarterbacks in that draft, but they were picked like twentieth. Uh, and rather than try and trade up for, you know, give up a lot of pieces and try and trade up for a quarterback that, you know, maybe wouldn't have been their first choice in the draft or uh, maybe a quarterback that they don't love for their system, they were like, you know, we're going to bide our time here a little bit. We've got, we've got like a serviceable replacement in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and we're going to keep developing the rest of our core. And when the right quarterback comes around, we may have to trade for him. Maybe we'll trade for him in, in free agency, or maybe we'll, we'll trade up and draft him. Uh, but but why mortgage the rest of the team to chase a player that you know you need but you don't necessarily think is the right fit for you? And I think that's could be a model going forward. And you can try to find the you know the 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 uh, Minshew type players that don't have the pedigree uh, of some of these Zach Wilsons, but have, have shown something that indicates they could be a successful quarterback, and you give them them a shot. Yeah, although I, I, it's weird to me because it wasn't Gardner Minshew like a three-year starter or something like that at Washington State. and In some ways, he does have at least a good of a pedigree as Zach Wilson. I mean, that, Zach Wilson was in like the freaking MAC or some stupid conference when he was at BYU. And it's like, uh, guys, I, I could have told you this wasn't going to go well, not only because he got drafted by the Jets, but it's also just like, hmm, he just seems, you know, we just coalesce around these quarterbacks. Like now we're looking, we're talking about like, Hmm, Bryce Young from Alabama, he could be the next number one draft pick. And it's like, I don't think so, man. Like, you know, Trevor Lawrence was the number one pick this year, and he hasn't had, like, the best year, but he still seems like a bigger upside than any of the guys in this draft uh, coming up. Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. Uh, You know, like, what are we talking about here? These guys aren't necessarily good players, but they're the quarterbacks, and teams with high draft picks tend to look for quarterbacks. And they draft guys not – necessarily based on whether this guy's going to fit with their program or they think he's got the right style of play to be a pro quarterback and a pro quarterback in their system. 
Um, it's it, you know, it's like everyone takes stupid pills five minutes before the draft or, or a couple weeks before the draft, and, and they and they forget what their team is and how it's built and what's the model for success for them. Or they don't. That's know. what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And then you got a guy like Minshew who's out there, and you're like, okay, he had a great college career, but he's going to be a sixth or seventh round draft pick. But you watch, you watch him progress. You watch, you actually watch him get some game time, get some experience, and, and you can evaluate if that's like you know a backup quarterback that you can bring in and have him be a starter on your team. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fair. Or, or you find you find a very uh, uh, devoutly religious yet spazzy redhead who gets booed out of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and you uh, you bring him in to be your quarterback. Yeah, it works out. You know, you're doing that on his second contract, so it's like pretty steep price tag. But I don't know. I, I mean, thank you for picking it up. Yeah. Well, you guys are paying him. Not this year. Right, but I mean, thereafter. Um, and uh, speaking of big contracts on shitty teams, <laughs> uh, the Lions got off the schneid with the last-second touchdown pass from uh, ye old Jared Goff. Right. A great example, by the way, of, uh, yeah, a guy who stinks no matter the system you put him in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, like, that's one of those things where – and I don't proclaim to be some kind of great assessor of talent, uh, but I thought even – though Carson Wentz, ha- you know, had played Division One, AA or whatever it's called these days, the F- FCS uh, at North Dakota State. I thought that he was a better fit than – was a better NFL quarterback than Jared Goff because it's just like Jared Goff doesn't look that athletic. You know, he looks like uh, statuesque or whatever. And and at least Wentz, for all his for all his warts, looked like an athlete and he's looked athlete, like a yeah. – you know, he's like a, like a big man uh, who could play in the NFL and, and adjust. Yeah, so that's yeah, good uh, good point. Jared Goff is kind of the the, the quintessential uh, recent example of what the hell? Why is this guy the first overall pick in the dra- in the draft? You got to be kidding me. Um, yeah. So, anyways, happy for those guys, uh, the Lions. Um, hilarious for the Vikings to be so uh, unbelievably bad, um, despite having a pretty good team. A very um, a very interesting thing happened for that game that uh, I figured I'd take the opportunity to, to uh, you know, educate you and the audience on. Do you know what a reverse line move is? I do not. Okay. So it's this very weird phenomenon that, you know, oftentimes like the job of a Vegas book is you see money coming in and you need to balance your book. You want to make sure that you have essentially an equal number of bets on both sides. So if in this case, you know, 95, 90% of the people are betting on the Vikings, you should shift the line a little bit to encourage people to start betting on the lines. I guess the idea of putting up a line in the first place, but in the rare occasion, because you can actually monitor how much money is coming on each side in the rare occasion, you see what's called a reverse line move, meaning all the money's coming in on the Vikings and Vegas moves the line the other way to incentivize people to continue to bet on the Vikings. And that's what happened in this game. And to sharp betters, that's a really strong sign that, Vegas knows something and Vegas thinks they can just make a ton of money because they know the lines will at least cover that spread. And that happened. It's very interesting. So when you say they know something, what do you think they know? That, that's what I don't know. That's what I can't answer. So it's like but, some, some mystery algorithm or just like, they're going to say, no. they, they've been doing it for so long. They just know. Well, I mean, think about it. Like we, you know, people who gamble, even the pros, you know, it's relatively recreationally these are corporations set up to create these lines that, you know, have shareholders and P and L, you know, that's like, they're, they're all they do. Um, 
So in theory, they have the best information of anyone. Or the league is rigged. I got no idea. But but in this case, there was something something very strange going on. And when I saw the Lions jump out to a lead, I was not surprised in the slightest. So what was the line at the start of the game? Do you know? It was seven, and it moved down to six and a half. Wait, and that was to try and encourage people to bet on the Vikings? It was like Vikings minus seven, and then it went Vikings minus six and a half instead uh-huh. of going the other way and spotting more points in the lines. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Really weird, right? So my, that, that begs the question, Bennett. Did you put money on that game? Of course. Of course. And? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, we had, we had lines. And you, no, but I mean, and you did good? You won? Yeah, well, so someone on Twitter po- pointed out that there was a reverse line move happening, and you just, you got to jump on that. Oh, my gosh. Got to jump on that. I, I, t- tell me where you were. When was this? Like, what, were you just sitting there monitoring, or, or were you expecting something to happen? Uh, we were upstate with a couple friends, and we were actually at a driving range. And I checked my phone and saw that tweet. I was like, yo, do you want to get in on this reverse line move? And we all got, uh, we all got rich. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It was quite fun. That's great. That's cool. I, I, I had never heard of that, but now I have. Reverse line move. Um, so my question to you about the reverse line move. Uh, the Lions have the worst record in the NFL, but are they the worst team? Ooh, very worst, good question. Worst team? Yeah. I would say no. Did uh-huh. I call this at the beginning of the season when I said it was the Texans? I might have. But I would stand by that. They still have the worst uh, plus-minus differential, which I know you don't like as a metric, but I think it's important. Wait, who, who does? The Texans. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're the only eliminated team. And, you know, the Lions, I think, technically are not eliminated. I know, which is hilarious. <laughs> what is this one ten and They can one. just get in on the wild card? That's what can happen. I don't know. But it's, it's stupid because it's like I, I get it that there's probably some way that they could get in, but – you know, for all intents and purposes, they're they're out. You know that E on the standings is demoralizing. Yeah, wow. oh, that completely. hurts completely. Uh, I did like the Lions' all silver uniform. I mean, what the hell is that? That's like it's good. that franchise is such a joke. I hate to say it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I I mean to answer my own question, I don't think they're the worst team in football. I think the Texans are worse. You take Texans as well? Yeah, I mean, I also think like the the Jaguars are pretty bad, man. Uh, ah. Like the Jaguars, you know they beat the they beat the Bills, right? I don't, yeah. I don't remember the other team that they beat, but I think it was in 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 maybe it was Miami or something in uh, yeah, in, in London. London. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it hardly counts. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean they just get blown out. The Lions are in there every, in every game. They they find like unique ways to lose them, uh, but they're in every game. Uh, and and there's there's way more boring teams to watch. And I, I uh, unscientifically kind of determine which team is the worst team by how uh, unbearable it is to watch them and you know I, I couldn't i couldn't stomach the bears lions on thanksgiving but there have been some lions games that i like on the red zone been like hey, it's kind of interesting kind of interesting. really not not from any kind of like standing uh like the standing tie was boring point. no the tie was boring was but, but i mean like, it was exciting vikings game yeah and... like the the niners game in week one they've had some kind of interesting back and forths with uh, you know, like several of their games where it's like, mm, like this, this could be the time that they win. You know, it's like rather than being down like 30 to nothing in the first quarter or something stupid. Uh, look, I, I'm not, I'm not like going all in on the line, but I'm just saying, I don't think they're the worst team. 
Uh, although right now they've got the first pick, but let's see how long that lasts. Maybe they'll win like two in a row and everyone will be like, ah. Getting feisty. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dan Campbell's got to save his job. It's it's a risk. Right. He needs to save his nose, but it, like his nose is so red all the time. Is it? Yeah. I'm like, that, you need yeah, that, that could be alcoholism. Alcoholism. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. maybe. Drinker? Yeah, could be. Yeah, Mike Zimmer's got a little bit of that, too. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely seems like a drinker. He's in that <laughs> sauce. He's in that sauce. <laughs> uh, speaking of idiot coaches, uh, I think uh, Sean McDermott's on the hot seat, my man. Because the Pats beat the Bills and threw the ball three times. Uh, hilarious, first of all. And McDermott in his press conference afterwards was saying, like, I don't think we should give so much credit to Bill Belichick. Uh, you know, like, look at where we started with the ball. Uh, we had better field position the entire game. We just didn't execute. It was sloppy, sloppy football. So, with all due respect, let's pump the brakes on giving all this credit to Belichick. You know, we were just bad. And I was like, yeah, dude, because you're a bad coach. Uh, you, you know, your, your team plays with uh, as much uh, energy as a one in 10, one ten and one Lions squad, as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, and yeah, and that's that. They also got no running game, the Bills. Uh, they're, they're, like, running backs are, are soft. Their run defense is absolute garbage. Um, you know, I mean, look, look what the Colts let's, did a few weeks ago. Let's take it easy on the Bills. That was a oh. monsoon they played in. Bennett, they haven't, won, they, they haven't won consecutive games in eight weeks. And this is a team that, that we're trying to say is a contender in the, in the AFC. They may not even make the playoffs. Playoffs? They make the playoffs. They, they, right. You kidding me? Playoffs? They may not make the playoffs. And, and I'd say I would bet, I would take, you know, depending on what the odds are, I might bet that they won't. Let's see if we can find that. I mean, like, where are they right now? The, 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 the fifth seed? Not good. All is not well in Buffalo. All is not well in Buffalo. That was such uh, a weird game last night. Dude, and, and, there was, and their, two of their cornerbacks, uh, or, like, their defensive backs got asked uh, some question. It was, like a, it was kind of a shitty question in the press conference afterwards. Um, like, are, you know, like, hey, you guys, you guys got run all over, uh, and they only threw the ball three times. Are you embarrassed? And they were like, "Is that a serious question? Like, we like we made stops, so they only scored fourteen points." And I was like, "That is that is the answer of a loser." I, and then like, and then they go, "I'll remember this. I'll remember." Yeah, this. Right. it's like okay, <laughs> yeah, so will we when you guys got beat by like the rookie quarterback who didn't have to throw the ball once. You know, it's like, what are you doing? Like, uh, Bills to make the playoffs minus four forty yes plus three twenty no. Mm. Make some money. Mm. Man, that's uh, that's fucking interesting, man. That's fucking interesting. Yeah, wait. I mean, like, where are like the like what are the rankings right now in the AFC? That weird ass AFC. That communist AFC. Are, by the way, are you re-upping that take? Yeah, I, I modified. Uh, the league is no longer communist. The uh-huh. AFC is communist with a few beggars running around the street. Okay, wait. but I'm not crowding the Pats king of nothing yet. You don't want to crown their asses? No, they had just a nice harvest. They're going to redistribute the wealth soon. Do not worry. Yeah, dude. The, the reckoning are, is coming. To the Bills it. are seventh. The Bills are seventh right now. And if the Steelers get their act together, the Steelers own a tiebreaker with them. The Steelers, Steelers right get out of here with Steelers. The Steelers are right behind them. And the Steelers, the Steelers beat the Ravens last week. They beat the Bills in week one, lest you forget. Uh, I mean, and look, look who else is breathing down their neck. The one Indianapolis Colts. 
And the Bills have the Bills. Bills are screwed, man. They got to run the gauntlet now. You know who they play next week? Who? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Buccaneer Land. They ain't winning that one. Look, they've got at Buccaneers, probably gonna lose. Versus the Panthers, okay. <laughs> Every schedule's got a puff piece. Uh, at I'm the Patriots, back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> at the Patriots. I don't know. Nothing. Nothing that I just saw tells me that they can beat the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. But you take away their strength and you give the Patriots a hard-nosed football game. That's going to happen. What happened last night? Let's see. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. And then last game. Uh, well, then they've got, they've got uh, get kind of weak. They got the Falcons and then the Jets. Okay, so you're going. Those are three wins in there. No, Maybe. no, they're not three wins. No, they could lose to – look, the Panthers, all bets are off. They'll probably beat the Panthers. Falcons, Falcons show up every now and again. They'll beat the yeah. Jets, though. They'll beat the Jets. So that's two and two in their final games. So nine – Seven and five. Nine slash ten wins. There. Lose. So, so they lose to the Bucks. They're seven and six. Beat the Panthers. They're eight and six. Let's say they lose to the Pats. They're eight and seven. And then they beat the Falcons. They beat the Jets. They're ten and seven. Is that good enough? Ten, ten and, seven? and seven is good enough, yeah. I'm not sure it is. They don't fit. Wow. It doesn't fit. You've had this anti-Bills thing going all year. That's all called being right. That's called being right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll it's see. This little, it's this little thing called predictive analysis. I don't know if that's <laughs> what this is. But, yeah, this is my – you know, my football chops are, are showing up, and you don't like it. You don't like it because – I can't deny that you've gotten better at understanding the league. <laughs> You're dialed in right now. Yeah, I'm damn good. I'm damn good. I am damn good. Yeah, so I, I, look, Bills can't stop the run. And uh, as I said in the notes, just ask the Colts. Um, yeah, but also a hilarious part about that game, the Pats threw the ball three times. It was it almost became like a gag by the end of it. You know, it was like, they prob- like the Bills had 10 guys in the box. It was like, maybe just, you know, like, do play action. <laughs> I don't know. It was the Whatever. Navy offense. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe maybe uh, Bill was, was hearkening back to his father. Steve yeah, stays in Navy. Well, he, wa- he walked into the stadium with a Navy face mask on. He was giving it away. Uh, oh, wow. His tail. Look, you know, that is, that is expert analysis, Bennett. I mean, like, you, were, <laughs> you were sandbagging this entire time, and you were like, look, I knew ahead of, I knew ahead of time. That Belichick well, you, don't think gonna... the, you don't think the communist take is uh, expert analysis? No, I do, but I think that's more like, you know, <laughs> th- that's more like chum for the masses. Uh, like the high, the higher level stuff is is you know, look. Oh my god, the Navy face mask. This is about to be a. It's for the pros, pro. Yeah, it's a pros, pro. Right. So this is like this last analysis is like the when you pay for the premium version of this podcast, you should get that take. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beep that out. Beep that in the post production. <laughs> uh, hey, dude. Uh, the Manning cast. I watched the part of it last night. I missed the beginning part of the game, and then I was like, you know, I usually like to restart the game from the beginning, but let me just tune into the Manning cast and see what's what. Uh, Who'd you totally enjoyable? Which guest did you catch? Oh, I I, I caught Joe Buck, but I it, uh, the, the enjoyable part was not the Joe Buck part. Was the part before that when uh, just Eli and Peyton were yucking it up, and there was a moment there where I thought it was like this is the Manning cast at its best, where they were just kind of responding to what was going on in the field. Which, as as I've said on this pod before, it's like this is my favorite. That's my favorite part of the Manning cast is like, let me, the, give me the X's and O's. Give me the kind of insider the, from the guys who have been there. Like what's going on on the field? What's going on in your head? What's going on? Uh, like what are the considerations that you're thinking about as the quarterback um, in these, 
situations. And sometimes you can get that stuff from just the regular play-by-play. You know, you got like Tony Romo in the box, like opining about like, oh, this is going to be a run here. Or like, I don't know about that. Or that's a big mistake or something like that. But there was this kind of Peyton and Eli disagreed about whether or not to take a timeout. The Bills took a timeout when they had like a third in goal or second in goal with seven or eight minutes left in the game uh, and they're trailing. And, you know, McDermott had already used a timeout earlier in the half. And this is part of my grind, my gears later on. Um, So like, you know, they had two timeouts left and they took another timeout there because they wanted to make sure they had the right play. But it's like Eli and Peyton were disagreeing. Peyton was like, ah, you know, you hate to use that timeout there. And Eli was like, yeah, I know you hate to lose the timeout there, but look, you're, you're down here in this, kind of clutch situation you want to make sure you get the right play call yeah Yeah. you want yeah you want to make you have the right play call in there um but then again it's like then they threw like three incomplete passes and it's like really or or no they they threw they threw two incomplete passes and then kicked the field goal which they missed (laughs) i was like yeah nicely done sean you're definitely getting hired next year as a (laughs) as a comeback no he probably is because this is the nfl and uh you know it's not always about who's right and who's good it's just about who's powerful and it's a bunch of billionaires um, good to make those calls well yeah so anyways that was that was great but then joe buck came on and was just a complete clown show joe buck what a douche i think he was like leaning into the douche vibe he was like bragging about being in cabo and saying and his wife was like in wife. buffalo yeah i was like this is uncomfortable you guys have and like he's a- like she gets she gets used the house too on designated weekends like yeah right it's like uh <laughs> And he made a joke about like her leaving him, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, like hilarious." Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he kept making fun of the Mannings. He made fun of Peyton Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, yeah. Got Do it. you got remember a few tested. years ago that that Joe Buck said, and he was criticized for it? He said like he doesn't watch baseball or football when he goes home. He's like, "This is my that's my job." So when I go home, like I get away from sports. But it's like he kind of revealed that again last night without saying it because he. He didn't know anybody, you know, like, I, like, I'm like, dude, I sit on my couch or like currently where I'm sitting on my bed and watch football and I can recognize like, oh, that's the running back. Like that's Singletary, that's Moss or that's whoever. And it's just because like I watch the football, football casually. He's looking at the game and it's like the running back is down or, or like the, the, the safety on like the pass gets injured. And he like doesn't know this off the top of his head and he does this for a living. He's like looking at his little crib sheet. Of players, he's like, "Oh yeah, I don't have, I don't have an updated crib sheet for the Bills," and I'm like, "You don't fucking care about football, dude." No, yeah, he was right. also really douchey to the Mannings. Like a guy was down, and he was like, "Would you like me to tell you who that is?" Like, <laughs> yeah, and just like, dude, shut up. Yeah, get out of here. Do you know that yeah. he almost died from hair plug transplants? Really? True story. I mean, you want to expound that? He wrote a book, and in it, he said, "I." Joseph Francis Buck became a hair plug addict. <laughs> he had eight, eight like under the knife surgeries to get hair transplants. And the last Jeez. one was nearly fatal. He wrote a wow. book about this. I mean, they've got better, they've got like robotic hair restoration surgery now. That's like a lot more effective than hair plugs. So this is back maybe, in the nineties. Yeah. 90s, I feel bad for him because it's right. like those, those never end up looking good. And now the technology is so much better that it's like, uh, <laughs> that could be one of the worst ways to die. I would think. Yeah, I, uh, among them. Hair plug transplant. Oof. Yeah, yeah, not a good no, way not, to go. Not a good way to die. Not a, it, it, my boss was telling me about this guy who got decapitated at the hospital because like the elevator fell through the shaft and like cut his head off. And I was like, that would also be bad. You know, you think you're just like it's going out of the parking lot, or like you're heading out for the day. You're like, hell yeah, shift's over. And then boom, head chopped off because the elevator. 
that's bad. But then all your friends after you die aren't like, you know, like thinking that you're like this super vain guy who like has gone to eight hair transplant uh, surgeries. Yeah, it's a bad true. look. You're dead. Yeah. You're, you're considered vain. Uh, and uh, yeah, if it's open casket, this probably doesn't look very good. <laughs> Such a good point. <laughs> Although at that point, you hope they just like lop off his scalp and put on like, you know, like switch it with somebody else who's got more hair at the morgue. Like give yeah. the guy some dignity. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he died with hair transplant surgery. But the real sad yeah. thing is he didn't even need it because look at how good his hair is. And it's like, it's actually Trump's yeah. some other body. <laughs> yeah, poor Joe Buck. He's a douchebag. Um, Big douche. Fun scoregami this week. Uh, it wasn't scoregami in the sense that like it was the first time that the score happened. But the Washington football team <laughs> has now won consecutive games by a score of seventeen to fifteen. <laughs> That's wild. Which is so stupid. Like what a what a hilarious 17. thing. What is yeah. seventeen? So I looked this up. There's been like fourteen games that have finished in the history of the NFL or in the history of pro football. There's been uh, fourteen or so games that have finished seventeen fifteen. Okay. Um, and surprisingly there's a lot of like repeat players you know a lot of uh, like teams that have won by that score and there are three teams that have won 17 15 two times they are the arizona cardinals the indianapolis colts and the washington football team but none of them have done in the same season or in consecutive weeks which the football team did so that seems like a record that's never going to be broken (laughs) the scoregami 17 15 what does what does scoregami even mean yeah, you look at that word. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I mean, it's just like playing with new scores. I don't know. Like, oh, look, a new shape, a new seventeen <laughs> fifteen yeah. times doesn't, two. Doesn't totally make sense. And even it's like it's a, it, the website, the score got me website is like simultaneously advanced, but also really rudimentary. And like, I'm on it. It's this big funky. graph, this big green and white graphic. Yeah, I mean, like it's got it's got like so much info in it, and it's like, oh, cool, you can click on it, and you can like move your, you can toggle your mouse around and. Uh, like, yeah, it's very cool, but it's also like, look at how like crude the, the website is at the same time. It's like, Ugh. yeah, um, but it's it's super fun, yeah. And then you can like you can really get in the weeds, and it, it's fun too when you remember things like um, like for instance, I checked out go to thirty one zero because your Colts had a thirty one zero victory, and then like look up about you know one two three four five games up from from the from your game and you've got the pats bills the 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 cicada theory game wait i'm reading this wrong oh losing team has zero 31 okay yeah so that is so and then then you can like click on click on it and like see all the games and it takes you to football reference 46 games wow that's really cool and like you can see the pats that pats bills game that i that i from 2003 the lawyer malloy game Mm. yeah right Fun. 31 0. Fun. <laughs> Colts, Texans. There it is. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. So there you go. Enjoy your scorigami. Uh, okay, Ben, here's a question for you. Let me know when you're ready. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Divisional game. Your way. It's 20 to 19. There are 12 seconds left. You've just scored a touchdown. Do you kick the extra point with your with the most accurate field goal kicker of all time as your kicker, or do you go for two and try to win the game right then and there? I mean, I saw it play out, but when you put it that way, and based on what I saw, I think we're going to overtime. I think you got to go to overtime. I mean, think about this, man. So, Ravens 
so, so the Steelers scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. That means they scored three the rest of the game. I, ha- I, I if, if I'm the Ravens, I have to take stock of who I am. I'm the team that wins these tight, stupid games, like winning by against the Lions late or coming back against the Colts to win a game that they had no business winning. Uh, you know, losing by one point or whatever it was, or, or like a touchdown in the last second in overtime to the Raiders, beating the Chiefs by one point. Your season has come down to late game heroics. You have to believe that your team can win in an overtime game with a Steelers team that takes like, you know, 10 minutes to score. Uh, and I mean, you've got the most accurate kicker of all time. Why don't you just send that game into overtime? Kick, kick the extra point. I, I, I Maybe don't it's because their quarterback throws too many interceptions. Well, yeah, that's a problem. That's also, a killer. That's the overtime. Wh- why not have why not have uh you know your your star quarterback who runs the ball better than any quarterback maybe ever uh run that ball in you know on the two point conversion yeah it was like a weird he, play call. He, he's passing yeah i don't know man i mean he, like but it was weird because on the touchdown lamar like threaded the needle to to uh sammy Watkins in the back of the end zone i was like oh shit that was a great throw and then it's like earlier in the game he threw this terrible red zone interception to Micah fitzpatrick so it's like um which one of you is going to be playing when we throw – like, which version of you, Lamar, is going to be playing when we try to attempt this two-point conversion? Because we need the uh, touchdown pass guy, not the inter- resident interception guy. And I think they got the interception guy. So it's like Lamar Jackson is the pillar of inconsistency. But I think that's Can why... I say something? Can I say something that you don't get angry about? Uh, hard to know until you say it. And this is – I'm the most – I believe that we need equality at quarterback. I'm a big believer in this. I think Lamar is really stupid. I watched this interview where he was like – the reporter said something. Like he was laughing. And like He's like, wait, how do, you, how do you know I was laughing? And they're like, you were mic'd up. He's like, oh, my God, I was mic'd up? Like he totally forgot he had mics mm-hmm. on. Like every player knows when they're mic'd up. <laughs> like I, I think he is a freak athlete. But I wonder if he has the – well, I mean, he's already been the MVP, so, I mean, it's a really dumb argument. But, like, he just – he doesn't seem there enough, like, in the way that a quarterback needs to be there and, like, understand the game and the situational football and, like, not make those dumb mistakes or have those lapses. I'm not sure it's all there. I don't think I've seen enough of Lamar interviews to really have a take on that. But, like, what I have seen of Lamar, I kind of – agree with that i don't know if he's stupid just like very sure yeah just kind of like head in the clouds a little bit like you could be telling him yeah. something like like lamar this is the most no matter like whatever else happens just remember this one thing and he's like looking off in the background you're like lamar lamar this what i'm telling you now oh yeah yeah i know i got you i got do you know what i just said uh, uh no nah, we say it again it's like that's the yeah. guy that i yeah I, I i see that a little bit but i i don't th- i think we should we think we should probably stop that discussion right there lest we get canceled yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's part of we've been completely fair. I think big believers in uh, uh, NFL GMs generally being racist, and we're not. I'm not trying to advocate for that or, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. suggest that I think that's the case here. But I think this might be what some of those GMs like when they the reason this freak athlete who had an unbelievable college career and won the Heisman, right? The reason he drafts till or drops to the end of the first round maybe is because you have an interview with this kid and you're like, oh my god, like this is a right aloof immature maybe not super intelligent guy am i really going to hand over you know the keys to this franchise to him and the answer for every team except for one was no and 
He's proven that his skills and his talent are completely undeniable, mm-hmm. but he's also proven that he, at least not, not as of yet, uh, he has not been able to lead a team on a deep playoff run. Maybe because, you know, when these moments matter most, he doesn't always make the right decision. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's definitely true. Like, I, you know, we don't have to speculate about that. We can just be like, ah, yeah, the guy throws too many, he threw four interceptions last week and he threw another couple. I don't know if he threw just one last week, but, you know, on the game winning, on the game, potentially game tying, tying drive, you forget that he got strip sack fumbled and the ball went out of bounds. You know, it's like, uh, so yeah, that's not a great decision either. So I mean, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, we don't have to, but like I said, you don't have to speculate too much to like guess if he's stupid or not. It's just like, yo, you're making fucking bad decisions. Yeah. Stop it. Damn it. Well, how about this? Here's a good one for you. Mm-hmm. Raven Steelers in their mm-hmm. last 27 matchups. So since 2008, they played twice a year playoffs in there as well. How many of those games were decided by one score? 22. Wow, you're good. 21. Holy shit, really? <laughs> but that's a, I mean, A, that's a ridiculous guess. Nice work. But B, that's yeah. a ridiculous statistic. Yeah, that is ridiculous. I mean, that's crazy. But that, that's, why, that's why you, anytime you get, you know, bent out of shape, because I get bent out of shape sometimes. I'm like, there's so many divisional games. It's so stupid. Because uh, if you're in a good division, it's a lot harder. And if you're in a bad division, it's like, really, this team gets to play all these gimmies all year. But then, like, you realize that the divisional games are never gimmies because they're always tight. They're like, always more interesting games. There's always a lot more than just football happening when you play a divisional game. Uh, so, you know, as much as I'm, su- like, interested by that, I'm maybe not totally surprised. So then why – but then why would you pick the, the Ravens to cover last week? That doesn't make much sense. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> if, 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 if you want to go there, man, uh, look. No, no, I just got to take my shots where I can get them. I'm uh-huh, not one of them. We'll get there. We'll yes. get there. I don't oh, want to oh, go there. Dear listener, just wait until we get the recap last week when we get to who you got. Okay. But we're not there yet. <laughs> uh, hey, look, there this yet. week, speaking of next week's games, uh, we got a couple playoff clinching scenarios in the NFC this week. Crazy. No AFC team can clinch the playoffs this week, which is kind of exciting. Like, I love that. This The fact that there's Communism, maybe. Per, yeah, but, but, like, also the league changing the format so the seven teams can make the playoffs. It's, it's like, really opened things up, I think. But how does that impact clinching? Because it's like no one's really eliminated yet. Like like 13 teams or whatever are in contention in the AFC, which is ridiculous. Yeah, but clinching is still clinching regardless of how many spots there are. Clinching is clinching, but clenching is clenching. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, look, so don't, uh, don't, don't uh, discount the, the, the impact of these format changes on the league because I think I think that we're seeing a play out. But the clinching situations in the NFC are the Cardinals can clinch a playoff berth with a win or a tie against the Rams. And so they control their own destiny. If they win, boom, playoffs. And that probably means that the NFC is going to go through Glendale, Arizona. Crazy. Um, That's your coach of the year, by the way. It's not your not your guy. Clippy Cliff. Lippy Ding Dong. Yeah, I know, but that yeah, it, so. it, it, it pains some part of my soul for that to be true. I, I just don't – I don't know why. It's like a certain uh, – you know, there's just something, something about Cliff Kingsbury that makes me feel like he's not not right. Maybe eh, he's, he's done a heck of a job. He lost his eh, He's done a heck of a job. Heck of a job. He's done a heck of a job. <laughs> um, okay, so the Packers can also clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Vikings loss. Oh, wow. And – the Bucks can win in a three-team situation. If the Bucks 
the Bucks can clinch a playoff berth. I, I should say if the Bucks win against the Bills, and the Panthers and Saints lose. So that's interesting. But the Saints are playing the Jets, so that probably won't happen. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert: all those three teams are going to make the playoffs at some point, whether it's this week or or next or the following week. Yes, but 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 you know my clinching clinching reference was was five <laughs> was, was thirty seconds too early, because once you clinch, you can unclench. Ah, ah. But it's all about it's all about the first eve. I think you're still you're still clenching, hoping for that buy. That's true. Yeah, and until somebody locks that up, you know, no one's gonna unclench. Everyone's clenched. It's a, it's yeah. a season full of clenching. Right, right. It's it's a full you know an eighteen week clench potentially. It's a lot of clenching. A lot of clenching. A lot of clenching. Get your kegels in, folks. Um, quickly, because you know we've already turned the corner on the hour mark. Uh, oh boy! Riddle me this, my friend. Best team in the AFC. Rapid fire. And and you can say the Colts. I you know just want that you can say the Colts. It's allowed. I think the Colts the, can beat anyone right now. Colts can beat anyone. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah well, I don't think there's anyone in the AFC or, or anyone in the league. No, let's go with the AFC. They're better yeah. than they'll beat the Patriots in two Saturdays. I'm still not sold on the Chiefs, even though that's kind of where my gut was going. Yeah, I, I'll take the Colts. Yeah, I think the Colts Colts are probably the best team in the AFC. I, I mean, I, I tend to agree, but uh, like, I think that the Colts Pats game is going to be thrilling. Yeah, that's um, the game of the year. I, I'm yeah, I'm super excited about that. I, I thought that this Pats Bills game is going to be one of the game of the year, but yeah, I just don't think the Bills have it. And and the Colts have it. Okay, the that Colts, was a good game. The Colts are going to be exciting to watch against the Pats because it's yeah, like you're being really hard on the Bills. They were one play away from winning that game. The Bills are three and four in their last seven games. I'm I, just like, saying they this had is it. the it truth. Was a close game in a monsoon. And, and there's nothing. There's nothing that should lead you to conclude otherwise. The Bills have done nothing. They've beaten nobody. They're a like a mediocre team that ha- that jumped out to a four and one start and that has. Poisoned the well, and they've got a great quarterback, but they've got little like Cole Beasley and his anti-vax bullshit uh, as their second receiver. Uh, beyond, beyond Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, like who's Manuel on that? Sanders. Dude, he's been playing in the league for 15 years. He's past his prime. He's not a Denver Bronco anymore. He that, wears that, number one. He's cool. Yeah, you're right. All the guys who are number one in the league are always the best guys. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. I, look, I, I tend to agree, but I think I think people need to get a grip and realize that the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, you you want to talk about being back? Those guys are back. Yeah, and, it makes and, me nervous. Yeah, let them win ugly. I don't even care, man. You know who you know who wins ugly? The, the Pats just won a game by throwing the ball three times. You know, like that's that's an ugly win. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. And if it were my team, if it might the Pats were my team and they did that, I'd be pumped up. If the Chiefs are my team. And they, you know, they flipped the script basically on the Broncos, who were historically a great defensive team. It, you look, it was the it was the freaking uh, uh, Chiefs defense that really put the put the clamps on Denver. And I'm not saying yep. that the Denver Broncos are, are like some great offensive team, but pretty impressive, man. When they get three interceptions, Patrick Sertan the second is looking good. Uh, you know, they're they're like really starting to play much better defense after being so maligned the first few weeks of the season. I mean, look, they have had great games against the Cowboys. They had a great game against the Broncos this week. I, I think the Chiefs are Chiefs are trouble. Yeah, we'll talk about that game 
I, I'm going to grind my gears. I got, you know, an issue with how the Broncos played that game. But, uh, yeah, the Chiefs, Chiefs might be back. Chiefs, Chiefs might be back. I mean, I, look, I, I think it could come down to Pats, Chiefs, and Colts as, as the teams in the AFC. Uh, the yeah, Titans seem to have forgotten how to play football now that Derrick Henry's gone. But, I mean, if the, the, the Titans get in the playoffs, which it seems like, you know, they need to just, like, win two more games probably, and they're in. Uh, and if Derrick Henry comes back, because that's, that's what I'm hearing. I mean, assuming that Derrick Henry can, can come back and then he can come back and have some sort of meaningful impact, those guys could be scary in the playoffs. I wouldn't want to play. You're that. right. You're right. That's a tough one. But, but, but look, I, dude, I, I think that the Colts are, you know, especially for a dome team, they're, they're, they're built to play in cold weather. They're, I mean, they're going to smash your face off. And Carson Wentz, you know, he, was, he, he grew up throwing the ball in the cold. So, uh, yeah, I, I like this Colts team a lot. I like them a lot. Um, but they might not they, even. It's it's a fifty fifty shot if they make the playoffs. The Colts. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look. W- but we'll be we'll be have egg on our face for other reasons if the Colts, you know, if if, if the Colts don't make the playoffs and therefore can't make a run, then it's like all the things that we're saying right now are irrelevant because they're wrong. Um, but it seems to me that they're they're a team that's kind of getting hot at the right time, and I don't know, I don't know. It would be pretty neat to see them do, you know. Uh, yeah, this epic turnaround. I don't know that a team has ever made the playoffs after starting 0 and 3 and then going 1 and 4. The Colts or, did. I think well, it was yeah. 2017. Right. Yeah. Right. We, yeah. You mentioned that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. In the, AFC, in the NFC, it's 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 not clear, but the Cardinals are pretty good. I don't watch enough Cardinals to really have any kind of assessment, but they seem like a pretty complete team. Um, the Packers are good and also seem like. They're poised to win. Uh, the Bucks are good, but they're, they're questionable, man. They have some. Questionable... What's your problem with the Bucks? I, they they don't put teams away like they, the way they you know, like when the Bucks are firing on all cylinders, they look like a team that's just going to run like score forty five points and run away with the game right away. But like, they, don't the Falcons hang around in that game this weekend? Uh, you know, losing the, the loss to the to uh, the Washington football team scary because like they almost lost to the football team in the playoffs last year, and they might get them again this year in the playoffs. I don't know, man. I, I I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not convinced that like they they have the supporting cast uh, on defense uh, to really make like solid January football. I thought you were smarter than this. This is this is an awful take. They did the same exact thing last year. Same exact thing. They lost bad games. They had close games. And you're like, what is with this Bucks team? And then they'll figure it out. They have a rock-solid defense. They're going to go on a run and probably win the Super Bowl again. Like, it really wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me either. But, I mean, you're doing this weird gaslighting thing where I'm saying one thing and then you're being like, oh, yeah, oh, so the Bucks suck, huh? I'm you like, just no, said they don't have the defense not, to make a run. The defense won a Super Bowl last year. I said they give me some concern. You know, can I can I can I register some concern without saying that these guys suck? I mean, look, I'm cheering for them. I, I like Brady. In fact, I just finished uh, "It's Better to Be Feared" and uh, the Seth Rickerson book, and I'm like, damn, I like this guy a lot. And now I'm going to watch "Man in the Arena" after this podcast wraps up. So bite yeah, your tongue. Bite your tongue. I was thinking tongue. a lot about the uh, last podcast you talked about the, the Belichick war games. And you could really see, you know, he was doing that into the wind, against the wind last night. Mm-hmm. Hayden was dissecting it. It was really uh, – your, your words were true there. So that was a good take. This, an awful take, the Bucks are the best team in the NFC. Uh, so look, I mean, but, you, but, you're, but you're fighting – like you're calling my take bad because it's a straw yes. man. Like, like you're making up some take that I didn't actually take. Uh, a lot of people being like, are That's saying Yaddy's take. take is very bad. A lot of yeah, people well, are Can you believe what Bennett said? He loves communism. <laughs> Fucker. Golly. <laughs> Had it with you. You just straw man to straw man. 
<laughs> you can't you can't straw man a straw man. Uh, <laughs> hey, dude, some uni watch stuff. I I, I got a I, I got a few things to say. Uni watch. Uni, uni watch. watch. Uni uni the uni watch. Uh, <laughs> look, the Eagles and the Jets need to need to put their heads together uh, before the game and yeah, was something. So I mean, look, the Jets are wearing a black shirt and black pants with their green helmet, and the Eagles are like. You know, we don't always wear black pants, but we will this time. I mean, obviously they're wearing a white shirt, but it's like, no, that's why you wear all white. You, you, you wear white pants that game. When the other team's wearing their all black uniform and you also have a green helmet, you got to put on your white pants, which frankly I like better. Like, I don't like when the Eagles wear the black pants with the white shirt. It's just like, you got too many colors going on. Keep it simple. Uh, oh, so yes. Green. Yeah, but hey, you know what? I forgot to mention about this. This is, That was a spelling bee bowl. Because the Eagles and the Jets, their fans both spell out the team name as a cheer, which is so stupid. But it's like, Eagles are like, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. And the Jets are J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That is funny. Yeah. That's quite a, yeah, the fans can go back and forth. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, but they, but they, I mean, it's like, you guys need to work out who's going to be wearing what beforehand, because that is, that was not easy on the eyes. Does anyone else um, spell it out? Who else spells? There's got to be other spellers in this league. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, the Rams. O-I-O-N-S. The, yeah, Rams. <laughs> the Rams are, uh, they do whose house? Rams house. <laughs> the Chargers don't have any fans. So they don't have any cheers. Yeah, I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Uh, also, the, the Niners wore their uh, 1994 uh, jerseys, but their away version. Brother Jed texted me, said, I like these. I like these threads, and I said I like them too. And I said, wow. but that's because they won a Super Bowl that year. They won a Super Bowl that year. Nostalgia is a good thing, powerful thing. Nostalgia. 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 Um, yeah. So next week we got the Vikings wearing all purple with gold numbering on Thursday Night Football because they lost a bet. <laughs> no, I mean like, but but what is that? Who's asking for that? Uh, against the Steelers. The Cowboys are wearing blue shirts over silver pants against the Washington football team, who's wearing all white at home, uh, which, you know, the, the football team usually does that against the Cowboys. It's fun. Uh, the Chargers are wearing all blue, but they're wearing, like, this darker blue. It's, like, one of their alternate uniforms, not the powders. Um, I also kind of hate their hideous yellow pants when they wear these, like, what they wore last week. I know it's, like, a classic Charger look, but it just looks bad. I saw her. Uh, and, and against the Chargers, the Giants are wearing all white again. Um, and the, the Rams are wearing maybe the ugliest jersey in sports. Uh, they're wearing the bone over bone jer- bone shirts over white pants. And I'm like, stop, stop this. Clash Central. Yeah, it's just hideous, man. It's like, what are you doing? The, who wants the bone? The bone looks bad. Golly, golly. Speaking of golly, no, I don't know who golly is, but you know, you know who uh, I had a chicken named golly, and I didn't eat him this weekend. Uh, I was trying to transition to uh, wing count. Wing count. I had zero wings again, man. I thought we were going to do an emergency hundred pot because one of you us. No, we were. We were going to, uh, but I, like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like the last couple of weeks. I've been, I've been like, yeah, I'm going to order wings, and then like I get on like DoorDash or whatever, and I'm like, I'm going to order wings right now. I just am grossed out by wings right now. I, I think I'm, I think, you know, I, I've got a nice multiple of, uh, multiple of 12 and multiple of eight. So it's like, there's been how many games, how many games the Eagles played to play 13. So it doesn't quite work out. I should have had eight wings last week, but it's like, you know, 12 games, eight wings per game. 
So it was like kind of on like an eight. If because the Eagles have a buy, if I have eight wings this week, it'll be like I'm having eight eight wings per Eagles game because I'll have paid thirteen games and I'll have had one hundred and four wings. So that's that's yeah. my goal. That's a reasonable goal. One hundred and four next week. Uh, you heard it here first. Minimum. Yeah, I mean we've we've eaten a disgusting amount of wings. I mean ninety six yeah. wings, which is a very small number compared to my huge uh, one hundred number. Ninety six still a disgusting amount of wings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw. But yeah, let me tell you. Another way to eat a flat. Oh, what do you got? Like th- there was like this way to eat a flat where you just like you take the flat and you like smash it on the end so you kind of like pancake it so it comes okay. off the bone and then you like and then it just slips off the bone and you eat it. But like it looks kind of gross. Uh, it looks very gross actually. You have it flat and you smash it or No, no, you stand it on its end. So you like pick it up okay. and then stand it on like one of the skinny like one the of tall the tall side. Yeah, and you like push down. Like you push the meat down uh. over the bone. It's disgusting. Yeah. No, no, that's not for me. That's that's too much hands and loose. That's too much hands. It's gross. It becomes all like it's a living thing, or it was at one time. Yeah. Wait, what were you gonna well, say? Let me tell you about a, well, let me tell you about a hundred. Let me regale you in stories mm. of what it means to be. Yeah, walk me through ninety. Wings. Walk me through ninety three through hundred. Like you know, where were you on ninety three? Like how did it feel? <laughs> I was at a bar. It was Sunday, <laughs> and we ordered wings for the table in addition to our dishes table wings but let me admit something to you these weren't the biggest wings they were like a, a kind of small very tender nice juicy wing and i went in there and i had about four i'm like whoa 96 had another two whoa 98 and then i cornered the whole table i was like guys i'm eating these last two those are mine i gotta get to 100 any pushback and on i that? powered it down no everyone was very excited for me everyone really they triumphed my accomplishment uh and um, half Buffalo, half Honey Barbecue Ooh. hit the century mark. Felt pretty, pretty ill in the afternoon because I had a bowl of chili <laughs> with those wings. But for the love of the game. Yeah, well, that's, oh, I'm impressed. I, I also, it's nice you've got gracious friends like that who could help you uh, enjoy this victory. They were excited. They it's were a milestone. Excited. It's a milestone. Yeah. Look, you had 100 wings, you know. That's that's like a mini chicken genocide you're single-handedly responsible for. I did the thing. I did the damn thing. Yeah, I mean, you could you could probably have no more wings for the rest of the season and still come away somewhat satisfied with, uh, you know, your haul. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't need another wing anytime soon, but I'm gonna have them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta choke them down, baby. Get ready for the playoffs. Make a, make a push. <laughs> uh, you know what grinds my gears, Bennett? Talk to me. Two things this week. Two things ground, grinded my gears. One, Brian awesome. Kelly. First of all, Brian Kelly, former coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish football team, left his team when they still had a chance to make the college football playoff to take a job at LSU. That's Louisiana State University in Baton Rouge. And, you know, in the South, in this country, Southern people tend to have a Southern twang, an accent, if you will. A drawl. A drawl. Brian Kelly attends an LSU basketball game and takes the mic. I'm sure he was like introduced as the next football coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly, the guy affected a Southern accent. And it was the most embarrassing thing. You're like, what? You gotta, you gotta check it out. It's on like dead spin. It's like, now nah, yeah, my saw, wife I and I are done here. And you're like, dude, you're a clown. First of all, you left you're your team. My family. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're from Massachusetts, Brian. <laughs> Yeah, first of all, you you ditched your team uh, 
after like one of the most successful seasons in Notre Dame, you know, recent history, I know they've gotten to the playoff before they haven't won a championship, but they've gotten to the playoff in recent years. Uh, but you know, they were a good team, solid team. They had a chance to make the playoff. They didn't, which would have been, which would have been great. Like it would have been fun if they had made the playoff after he had left. And then they like competed for a championship. And what if they had won the championship when he was gone? It would have been like kind of F you coach. Thanks for, uh, you know, supporting us through the end of it. Um, yeah, so that was stupid. I hated that, and I hated the I hated, I hated the whole thing he did. The second thing is, and this is I'm thinking I'm thinking of you, uh, Sean McDermott, coaches in the second half using timeouts. Like, come to grips with reality, my friends. You need to preserve those timeouts, especially if you're in a close game and in a low scoring game uh, where field position is basically the coin of the round. The Bills took a, a timeout in the third quarter, and you're like, no, you can't do that. This is a tight game. Then they took one in this in like seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. And this was the dispute between Peyton and Eli. But I'm like, look, it, it would be one thing if they came out with some great play after that timeout and scored a touchdown or even had a, a like a, uh, you know, a snowball's chance at scoring a touchdown. But they didn't. So, you know, don't tell me that they got the right play in there because it clearly wasn't the right play. Uh, and what ended up happening is they, they blew a timeout. It ended up not mattering. But it's like you got to pretend to like or, or prepare for yourself prepare as if you're going to need those timeouts in the last couple of minutes so yeah maybe in the timeout you'd warn josh allen not to take a sack and he took a sack right yeah so yeah those are good grinds those are good grinds mm-hmm. i'd rank mm-hmm. uh i'd rank the brian kelly one one and your and your timeout one second but but both good both yeah. strong fair enough thanks my grinds i went to as well just because you know i saw what you were doing wanted to follow suit mm-hmm Bear weather. You know, everyone talks about bear weather. It's cold mm-hmm. in Chicago. It's windy. Yeah. The Bears are going to come out. A team from Arizona with yeah. a quarterback off an injury come in and just embarrass them in bear weather. Right. Yeah. That was, it was 37 and rainy, and they just got run up. Um, so, bear weather, that grind my gears this week, you know. At least, even if you suck, you know, just play to your home field advantage. Right. Uh, and then the other one I'm, I'm just – I continue to kind of puzzle about. I, love, I loved it for a while, and now I feel like it's too much, is these fourth downs. And I think we have that happened last night. Uh, happened a lot in the Broncos Chief game. Just you know, take your points where you can get your points. You're going to mm-hmm. want those field goals later in the game. Yeah, you going for these these fourth downs when you can get some points on the board is is a bad bad decision. Um, from the score, from momentum for your team, there's nothing more deflating than getting shut down on a fourth down. So I think Dude, we're, to- we're kind of abandoning the special teams a little bit. Even though I'm not even a guy who likes you know, games being decided by a kicker. It's part of the game. It's essential. You're not going to get away from it. We're not getting better at converting fourth downs and just running them. I think two X more in the past, like 10 years, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not how many, how many fourth downs we're running. I completely agree. And look, that's actually one thing I love about uh, Sirianni. He's like, I guess that the jets, he's kicking field goals. He was like, oh, right, we didn't make it. They're kicking field goals. Yeah. And I'm Take like, your points. Fuck it, hey, man. It's great. And all of a sudden we're up by 15 and it's like, because we cooked three field goals, like our four field goals, do it. Absolutely do that. I completely agree. I mean, last night maybe was a different situation where it was super windy and the Bills maybe shouldn't have kicked some of those field goals or like, you know, wait for the gust to die down before snapping the ball. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, no, I completely agree. I I, I hate it. It's a momentum killer. It's a psychic burn for your team to be like, fuck. You know, we just drove down the field and we can't get any points. There was some team, I forget who it was this this weekend, who like had this long-ass drive. Uh, and then went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. And then it's like, wait a minute, we just it was the Broncos. It was the Broncos. And it ruined their yeah. game. It killed their. It caused them yeah. to lose. Like that game looks like a blowout. It wasn't a blowout. They it's were like, driving the ball well. It was all happening for them. Totally. Yeah. It's like kick the field goal. Kick 
the field goal. Uh, and you know yeah. what else feels really good? You know what really pumps up a team? Bury them with a punt. Mm. Bury them with a punt. Mm. That makes everyone feel good, gets the defense shacked up, the offense shacked up. And this is where, like, I'm a, I'm a you know, I, I work in tech. Like, I get analytics and data and all that stuff. The analytics guys might make a case for why you should go with it, but there's this other kind of emotional, like, collection of human elements of why you shouldn't go for it. Mm. Um, and I think that's where coaches need to find this balance. Like, that's why you're on the sidelines. You're not there to, like, read some analytics card and kind of go with the book all the time. you got to feel the game, feel your team, feel your personnel, uh, and, and not get carried away with this go for it on fourth down nonsense all the time. Yeah, no, that's a good take. I agree. Yeah. Grinds like, my gears. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 like, sometimes the analytics are great, but sometimes it's for the birds. It's like, you know, th- there's a human element here. You're right. Um, I had a song of the week, but I realized I wrote it on my work computer and printed it out and left it on my desk. No, I think I can, I think I'm I can looking at the, the name. I, it I looks I can good. The first, I think I remember the first verse. So it's Octopus's Garden. Okay. And so that goes, it's by the Beatles. I'd like yeah. to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, had, two, I had two verses, but I forget what they are. <laughs> Damn it. So the first one was, um, I'd like to be in old Philly where Gardner Minshew was playing for the birds. <laughs> and I can't remember the second verse, but it was good. It was good. What it, has it, it goes like, oh, what a joy for every girl and boy. Mm, octopus's garden? Yes. Oh, what well, a joy for every girl and boy. Oh, yeah, that, that's towards the end. What a joy for every girl and boy, knowing they're happy and they're safe. Happier than they're yeah. safe. I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm sad because I printed that Jalen out. Jalen Hurts' like, job is not safe. Is that where you are? Yeah, I mean, look, I didn't get that far in the song. I, I wrote two verses. Or, or two, <laughs> Sounds you know. good. Yeah, it was it was going to be good, but uh, I let the listeners down. I apologize. May a couple, may a maximum culpa. So um, someone walks into your uh, office at work and they check out your desk. They're going to see a song about Gardner Minshew set to Octopus's Garden? Uh, probably, yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's yeah. great. <laughs> But I've got such a good That'll up your street cred. That, that they'd be like, oh, cool. Very cool, man. And I'd be like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's eclectic. Yeah, yeah. Um, on top of that, like in our show notes, though, you wrote, what are you watching? And I, I need to understand what's going on here. Oh, oh, you don't know what I'm uh, – yes, I, like I was thinking we could have, uh, you know, in addition to Man in the Arena and Hard Knocks, uh, I've, I've started to watch – some movies and uh you know because you inspired me with your house of gucci thing last week so i was like yeah, i'm gonna watch a couple movies. i watched two movies last weekend uh, the first one was spencer about uh lady die princess diana um huh. kristen stewart played her and it was very it was like i was i was uh enraptured i don't know if that's the word but i was very into the film i thought she did a great portrayal of uh, lady die um in in i felt uh like the kind of head spinning uh trapped feeling that apparently princess Di felt after she was kind of um, put out to pasture when it became clear that uh, Prince Charles was having an affair with Camilla Parker Bowles. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like, I, I probably know more about the Royals than your average person. And so maybe that's really your Royals guy. I like the Royals. I mean, I'm not like a Royals, like, like fan, fan girl, but like, I'm like sort of a Royals fan girl. Um, if I'm being honest. And they love was Licorice Pizza, which was the new Paul Thomas Anderson joint. Uh, and it was kind of cool because it was a coming-of-age story. Love that. A Bildungsroman, if you will, if you're uh, literary, literary inclined. Uh, and Cooper Hoffman 
played one of the main characters. Cooper Hoffman is Philip Seymour Hoffman, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. And was, no way. Yeah, and it was uh, his, his uh, acting age. and film debut. And he was fantastic. And then uh, I don't know if you know the band Haim. Uh, these three not. sisters, great, great, great band. Actually, my ex was very into them in like 2013 uh, before they became popular. And now they're like very, you know, they've won Grammys and things like that. Uh, and they're like friends with Taylor Swift, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but they're also family friends with Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, okay. So so the youngest daughter, uh, Alana Heim, who's, uh, you know, kind of like sometimes an afterthought in the band, not because she's not important, but just because she's like the little sister, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm just happy to hang out with you guys because I'm the little kid. Um, but she was cast as like the main, uh, like the main other lead in opposite Cooper Hoffman. Um, and they were fantastic. It was such a delightful movie. I, I think you'd love it. There's like a lot of, uh, like all of Alana's real family is in it. And like, there's a couple scenes that her father, like her mother and father are in it too. And like, he's this, like they're this Jewish family. And there's this one scene where they have, uh, they have uh, this this guy, this boy that Alana's character is is involved with over for dinner, and they like the, the father says like we we bless the bread um, or something like that, and he says I have to respectfully refuse because I'm an atheist. <laughs> it's like they're like oh like what like the cut to like the guy being escorted out of the house. <laughs> it was so funny, and then there was like a couple other a couple other scenes that were just like you know like almost slapstick. Uh, but not, but like in a believable way because it's actually her family. So they had just kind of this naturalistic, raw um, feeling on scene. It was it was fantastic, and and uh, the film was shot like on seventy millimeter film or something. I don't I don't know what that that what that means. Um, but so they're doing like this weird release strategy where they're only releasing the movie in certain theaters where they have the ability to portray it in certain ways. So it's like it's hard to actually find a showtime for this thing, uh, which results in like a packed theater, which is kind of old school and maybe not the most COVID friendly, but all, but more like, Hey, we're going to a movie. We're going to see the cinema. We're going to the big screen, you know, we're going to the Nickelodeon or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, it was, it was good. That's a great recommendation. I, I love, you know, Paul Thomas. Henry. I love, um, there'll be blood could be, you know, one of my oh, yeah. five movies, but then yeah. he got weird. Like, I, I don't know. The like, master. And uh, I like the master, I guess. I couldn't get through Phantom Thread. And Phantom Thread like, was, an was unwatchable. Unwatchable. Yeah, I turned it off. Yeah. So you're telling me he's back? I yeah, this was great, man. It's it's a romp. And Bradley Cooper's in it. He's hilarious. Uh, uh Sean Penn. And, and it's it's cool because like, you know, you got Maya Rudolph, like all these kind of big name actors play these small parts, which is fun. I love when that happens. Um yeah, and and Cooper Hoffman is I mean he doesn't like in some ways doesn't like physically look exactly like his dad, but like you could just tell that he's Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid, which is really cool, but also made like broke my heart a little bit because you know, obviously his father will never see this movie and like his kid did a great job. And so that breaks my heart. That's awesome. Good recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take that one over the Royals. No offense. But yeah. No, I, I like this one. Definitely. Definitely the way to go. Licorice pizza. Licorice pizza. So that brings us to, who you got, homie? Who you got, homie? Who you got, homie? <clears throat> so you want to brag now? Or you brag <clears throat> yes, Bennett. Tell us how did things go last week? How did things go last week? I gave it away. Yeah, gave it away. Uh huh. You were who I thought you were, and I let you off the hook. Good. I only put Good. up a three against you, and you put wow. up six and a half. Wow. Um. 
Congrats. I, I, I have a little you, bit man. of a winning streak. I, I, I do have a winning streak. And I've, I've, I pick at least five games correct a week now. And five is, is, is a lower bound because I'm just – look, I'm locked in. If, if, you know, if, if they were doing a power rankings right now of, like, podcasters who are locked in, I'd be at the top because I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay? Yeah, six and a half, six and a half picks, right? That's, you know, hard to do. We're all so proud of you. Yeah, thanks. So, interesting slate this week. Uh, <laughs> it, it, what, what makes it interesting is the fact that uh, the Eagles and the Colts are both on buys. <laughs> yeah, it's our bye week. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I'm surprised we're here. even doing who we got who you got homie, you know. What I mean? Right. Bye. I mean, look, I'm surprised we're even doing the doing the podcast. We should cancel it. But look, this is a week when we can unclench uh and see who clenches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's it's like it, it 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 frees up my Sunday because it's like, well, I, you know, I, I can I can watch the games and recording or like you know, if I find out who who won ahead of time, I'm not gonna be like all bent out of shape about it all day. Um because none of the teams are technically my team. Um, so it's great. Uh, but these are going to be hard fun. games to pick. Like when I picked these games, I was like, fuck, I don't know who's going to win that game. Cause it's like, these teams just kind of suck. Uh, or they're just like weird matchups. So the first game we got is the Steelers at the Vikings. The Vikings remember they're wearing that stupid purple, uh, all purple with the yellow number. People eaters. They're, they're, but they're like doubling down on it too. You know, they're like, okay, yeah, we're, we're, we're truly looking like Barney's here. Um, Vikings are giving up three points. So yeah, these lines are these lines are accurate. That's why I got to pick this first, huh? Steelers at Vikings. Yeah, I think I think you know you're so you're so good. Like you should go first. I am good. good. I am good. Look, uh, T.J. Watt has entered the chat, uh, and the chat that I'm talking about is MVP chat because the guy's now got 16 sacks with five games to go. Let's see, the Steelers are six five and one, so they've played 12 games. That means they got five games to go. Is that guy going to get 22 and a half sacks? I mean, he's got 11 sacks in his last six games. It's crazy. And he and the Steelers have won four of those. Did he? He played. He's played every game. I thought he was out for a little bit. I thought he. I thought he maybe missed one. No, but maybe he actually. I think he was okay because he had like he a, played through it in like yeah. halves. Like wow. right. I mean, he's, he's so good, man. Um, the Vikings are on, on a little bit of a skid here. This is in Viking land, uh, but like the Vikings, they still continue to be in every game. They just like find unique ways to fuck it up. Uh, the last couple of weeks, the is Steelers more than a ceiling back. Uh, yeah, so that's another question: is they've got injuries. Like Dalvin Cook was limited in practice, but he's playing again. You know, and after he missed last week, I think Thielen's out or Thielen's questionable. Uh, I don't really want to pick the Steelers, so I'm going to pick the Vikings. Vikings going to win. Vikings Thielen is doubtful. Dalvin yeah. Cook is questionable. I just think that the Vikings are better. So yeah, I think the Vikings win and the Vikings cover. I'm going to say the same, but for a different reason. Mm-hmm. I think the Ravens are frauds. No, the, the Ravens. Steelers, what? The Ravens aren't involved. Know, oh, oh, you mean? Oh, you mean last the week? win? Yeah. The win against the Ravens is like. Sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. it's a huge win for the Steelers. No, nah, they're frauds. Uh, obviously, the Vikings didn't perform well either, but everyone's do a letdown game. The Vikings are going to come out, are roaring back, and uh, they're still kind of in the playoff conversation. Yeah, so, I mean both uh, these teams. Why are, not? Both these teams are, which is kind of interesting. It's like, and that's what I think is a, is a, you know, like five and seven, and you're still in the playoff picture. It's kind of interesting. You know, you could still win the division. They could still win the friggin' division, and yeah, they won't. They can't, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, 
they yeah they won't and i you know suspect that they'll lose double digit games this year but i mean i don't know i think they'll win this one then the sunday the sunday slate the early games all right you got to pick this one first you got ravens at browns browns giving up two and a half points what so weird what a weird thing they just lost to the ravens 16 10 Lamar Jackson threw four picks in that game. And the Ravens still won. Browns are coming off a bye, though. So all they've just been, like, thinking about this game. I guess I'm taking the Browns. I just I don't like the Ravens. And I think, you know, what's their record right now? Eight and four? Eight and four. Eight and four. This is a house of cards that's going to all come crumbling down. I'm taking the Browns. Look, I think the AFC North is one of those is, is a pretty interesting division because it's like who's going to win? Like, does anyone want to win the division? Uh, I'm not convinced. And, and like, and I think that the Browns coming off the bye is good in the sense that like they can get healthier. But Baker's got like long term injuries that are that are not going to be healed in you know a two week period. So I don't think it makes any kind of significant difference. And like, I don't know enough about the Browns coaching staff to be like, oh, is it a real benefit to them that they're coming off the bye? I think that the uh, the Ravens right the ship. I, I look. I I I get what you're putting down with the Ravens, but look, they're five and one in games that have been decided by one score this season. And I think that that's you know, even if you're still playing those games that are close, five and one is pretty good in those games. So I like the Ravens to win this and the Ravens to cover. Uh, the Browns uh, coaching staff. You're gonna question. Yeah, head right. coach I mean, Kevin Stefanski, great Penn grad. Hmm. Take it easy on him. Penn. He's gonna come out and coach the shit out of this game. Penn is that like Penn State? <laughs> it's it's like a slightly better football school. Similar. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a toast to your old Penn State. Um, Raiders at Chiefs. I'm surprised this is an early game. You know, like why? Raiders at Chiefs. Oh my God! The Chiefs are giving up eight and a half points. Ugh. They sure are. Ugh. Have they you had know their what? game yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah they they played out. once, and, and that uh, Mahomes went off five touchdowns. Yeah, he's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. Chiefs win. Chiefs cover big time. Big win for the Chiefs. Big win for the Chiefs. Yeah, it's, I think I'm going to lose. I lost. I, I kind of was wrong on them all last season because all last season I had them covering, covering, covering. This team didn't want to cover last yeah. year. Yep. And now I kind of am on the wrong side of them coming back. I think I got to stay consistent to my picks, go down with the ship. I'll have the Chiefs winning, but I will not have them covering. Um, I don't know why I think the Ravens def- or the Raiders defense will be able to contain the Chiefs in our head, but uh, let's go with it. Mm-hmm. All right, now the next game we got is the Cowboys wearing their blue jerseys against the Washington football team. The football team is getting four points. A home dog. Uh-oh. But it's a and long home dog. They've, they've won four straight games. Win streak started with the Bucks. You know, these yeah, guys. this is mean. Unbelievable in November, those guys. Unbelievable. This is rude. This is just rude disrespect against the football team. It's playing hot. It's playing real hot. Have they had a game yet? No. They're about they to play, play, play two twice. times in three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Here's what I'm liking. I'm liking kind of the same thing I predicted up there in the game prior. The favorite, the Cowboys are going to win. However, 
let's call it a WFT cover. Um, tight little home game in the division. Hmm. I think one of the unsung heroes of this Washington football team is Terry McLaurin. I mean, I know that he's like the best player on that team, but he's not talked about beyond that squad. And he's one of the better receivers in the NFL. I see, you heard it here first. I think that the football team keeps the winning streak going. I think the football team wins. A win, an outright win. An outright win, straight up. And I think that the Cowboys would, are in trouble. Cause, chaos. Because, look, they're only two games behind the Cowboys right now. The Cowboys have, have stumbled. And uh, the Cowboys have a tough end of the season here. They, they've got to kind of do a little bit of a gauntlet. You know, you know who they're playing? Let's see. Two WFTs. Yeah. Giants, Cardinals, Eagles. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I don't yeah. want that schedule. I mean, the Giants. Eight and four, though, you just need two. They just need two. The Giants are garbage. So I, they'll win that game. Or they ought to. Uh, you got to get one of those WFTs or else you don't deserve to win the division. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. But like the Cardinals, like your best hope against the Cardinals is that they're resting players or something. I don't know. No, they just need two. They just need two. Two will win the division. Ten will win the division. I don't know. Because not if the football team keeps playing well. I mean, no, no. WFT, they have six wins. So they, they need to win all four. Or do they have five left? No, they have five teams left. Both teams know, have five they, teams left. But if they, I'm saying if they split with the Cowboys, that's one loss. Yeah. So then they need to run the table besides those games. Oh, you're talking, two about, Eagles you're talking about the football team or the Cowboys? I'm talking about both of them. They play each yeah, other right. twice. So right, if they I mean, split, it's a big advantage to the team that's eight and four already versus the team that's six and six. I, I agree. But I agree. But I, like, I would not want the Cowboys schedule, which has, you know, Washington, like at Washington, at New York. So they could, you know, let's say if they lose this one, then they're up by one game in the division. Then, yeah, they should beat, they should beat New York. But then, you know, next week, who's Washington play? The Eagles probably. They got the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Off of by, yeah, this is tough, man. The NFC East continues to be interesting. I, Ten's I, I the like, number. Cowboys are going to hit 10 wins win the division. You think 10's the number? Ten's so the do number. you think 10 and 7? 10 and 7. So okay. if, I mean, if the if the Washington team goes goes look, the Eagles win. If the Eagles went out there, ten and seven, and that means they got to be they got to win against it. Yeah, yeah, I, it's tough. That's they're going to beat mess. each other up. They're beating each other up. Ten's going to be yeah. Like. I, this this is why you love divisional football. I love it. Now Minshew is the starter. Minshew <laughs> and a octopus card. And... <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next game we got is the Falcons at the Panthers. What's fun about this game for me is that they're both yeah, now five and seven. Okay. Well, this is a week slate, so I had to pick something. And I, I just wanted to get this dig in at you. So, Bennett, which of these teams is going to make the playoffs and save your terrible take that one of these teams I said is going to I said they're going to be over 500. Right. Okay. So, one of these teams, the team that wins this game, presuming, like, hoping or assuming that they don't tie, uh, will be six and seven. The losing yeah. team will be five and eight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're we're running out of window here. Um, Who's starting for the Panthers? The quarterback? Yeah. I think Cam. Uh, forget about it. I'm on the Falcons. Also, what the hell? I got to just say this. This is so stupid. The Panthers fired their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, but they did it on Sunday. They had a bye, so they wait seven days and then fire the offensive coordinator? What? Like something happened. <laughs> but but yeah, but what is that? That's that's the kind of dysfunction I'm talking about. It's like, you know, 
where it's like, that's an organization that doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Like, what are you talking about? Um, also, like, this team is a clown show. Yeah, clown show. So, Good Falcons defense. at the Panthers. I think the Falcons are going to win this game. Russell Gage last week had like 11 grabs for 145 yards against a good Bucks team. The Bucks team that you think is, uh, you know, the best. Uh, look, the Falcons are nothing if they're not inconsistent. Um, but I think that they're a better overall team than the Panthers. And Christian McCaffrey's out for the season. And I, I hate to say it, but I think that guy's career is pretty much like the good, the best of Christian McCaffrey is now behind us. And that's just. Yeah, I was thinking about too. him. He, you know, the, the the changing faces of running backs in this league is incredible. Like it was Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley were going to be like the future of running right. backs. Right. And now both those guys are kind of, you know, pedestrian. And you've yeah. got Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know, I don't know who else are the Derek, Derek Henry. Backs like, yeah, Derek kind Henry. of Derek Henry when he plays. Uh, Najee Harris. You know, yeah. you got all. It's a whole new cast of characters. Like two years later. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and look before before uh, before Christian McCaffrey, you had uh, Zeke. Remember? I mean, it yeah, it's, Zeke. Yeah, Zeke. Right. 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 You got you got like two. You get two years pretty much of of dominance. That's that's why it's like you know, look, when you're a young person you only know the experience that you've had, but like when you get a little bit older and you can look at these guys cycle through, it's like, Hey man, you know, I know that that you're up right now, but enjoy it while it lasts. And you know, like go into it with eyes wide open because it doesn't last. You know, most, most people don't have, uh, especially running backs in this league, don't have long careers, you know, Uh, Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore uh, excluded. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it's a fascinating position. Damashek's got an interesting take. He's, he's like, I don't think – like, you don't – unless you're sure – unless your team is ready to win, don't draft a running back in the first round. Because by the time that 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 your team is ready to win, you know, in three or four years, the running back's probably going to be cashed out. Or he's going to yeah. be, like, ready for a second contract, and the second contract doesn't make sense. The, the, the contract makes sense uh, – or, or the running back in the first round makes sense when you can get him on the – because you're getting him on the cheap and your team's ready to win now. But if you've got to pay for your running back, you, you've already missed the boat. Yeah, that only gotta, works if everyone agrees and everyone's waiting. You yeah. know, there was this trend towards let, let the running backs drop and the Colts can get Jonathan Taylor in the second round. But yeah. in those years where, you know, GMs prioritize a running back, all of a sudden Jonathan Taylor would go in like the top 15 and you can't right. get that guy. Yeah. So it's all, it's all, it's all trends. These guys aren't that smart. That's the craziest part of this whole yeah, thing. Totally Everyone's agree. just following everyone. It's a I copycat league. Copycat league. And, and like, sometimes people just get jobs that, you know, because they've been around, you know, they've, they've been hanging around and it's like, Oh yeah, hire this guy. Yeah. And like, we'll keep him in the position for five years. And it's like, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe he's not good at this job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We got the giants at the chargers. Oh my gosh. The chargers are giving up 10 and a half points. Holy Danny shit. Jones Nike. still out and Glennon looked a bad, but Glennon's not even playing dude. Jake Fromm is playing quarterback. Glennon's oh, got it con- up. Yeah. Glennon's got a concussion and uh, <laughs> Daniel Jones's neck hurts. <laughs> from who was they it was uh you probably saw him play at georgia man i did yeah, i did was it they and they they turned hurts away wasn't that the deal what what, what what what's this uh it wasn't hurts a transfer out of georgia no he transferred from bama to uh oklahoma maybe, maybe he tried to go to georgia i don't know or was it fields one of these guys was in georgia and they were like let's go with jake from instead and uh <laughs> yeah um interesting interesting that's still 12 and a, or 10 and a half is so many points. Yeah. And the chargers looked like they were good, but some of those passes Shaky. I saw out of, uh, out of Herbert were not super impressive. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna take the Chargers though. I'm gonna take the points. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna follow you, man, because look, here's here's my analysis. It's not super sophisticated, but when is my analysis sophisticated? Look, here's what happens. Last week they jump out to a twenty four nothing lead against the Bengals. But it's a Bengals team that can score points, that can pass the ball. You know? Joe, the Bengals were down twenty four twenty two and then Joe Mix and Joe Mixon running the ball for the Bengals, he coughs it up. It's a it was a uh, I think cousin Sal on the on the um Bill Simmons pod said, uh, what do you call it, a mix six? Because Mixon coughed it up, and they ran the other way for six points. Um, had that play not happened, you know, you wonder if the Bengals end up winning that game. But the difference between the Bengals and the Chargers – or, excuse me, the Bengals and the Giants is the Bengals are, like, a decent team, and the Giants suck. And Jake Fromm yes. is probably – you know, like, I, I don't know much about Jake Fromm, but the fact that even the Giants coaching staff was like, he's not, he's not better than – not only is he not better than uh, Daniel Jones, he's not better than Mike Glennon. <laughs> and that's in, in light to your point. Mike Glennon looked bad. Um, no, I think they just got Fromm off a of practice squad. Yeah, right. I didn't so, think he was on the team. He wasn't even on the team. Right. Okay. Yeah. So even worse. Even, even worse. worse. Even worse. He's got no yeah, idea. So he's not, he doesn't, probably doesn't know the names of the receivers he's throwing. <laughs> I don't know the names of the receivers he's throwing. Too. Yeah. Um, do you think any Giants fans will show up to this game? Because, you know, like uh, it's a Chargers game in Los Angeles, and usually those games are not well attended by Chargers fans because there aren't any. Yeah, you have Giants fans who go for, like, the novelty of seeing the Giants, not to actually expect a win. But the Giants haven't been good for a decade, so it's like they don't probably don't have as many, like, national fans as they uh, used to. They won those Super Bowls. They got, they got uh, Ten years ago. Ten years ago, my man. I remember. I just I, – I realized I just hit my quota for my mans this episode, and that was my third. My season. man! My man. Denzel. <laughs> okay, the Niners play the Bengals in a repeat of not one, but two Super Bowls in which the Niners oh, wow. beat the Bengals. Yeah, I didn't realize they played two Super Bowls against each other in the 80s. So, Boomer Siasen, huh? Niners coming off a tough uh, – maybe, yeah. Like, there was, one of the games was, like, the early 80s. I didn't even know that. Um, oh. Niners – Niners, man, coming off a tough loss to the Seahawks. Both Bengals. these teams are wacky. Yeah, they're wacky tacky. Wacky tacky. But here's the problem with the Niners. Debo Samuel's not playing. And he's their best who, player. Who was it? Uh, oh, they did an interview with someone. Who I just saw this clip. It was so funny. They were interviewing some defensive player and they're like, Yeah, like what about Debo Samuels? Or something like that. Like, who is that? <laughs> like, yeah, Debo Samuels. Like, I, I don't know who that is. Oh man, that's such a bummer. He's so good. No, I think they were like making fun of him. Oh, got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's super good. Super freaking good. Um, I also think, like, you know, not only did Joe Mixon fumble last week to, like, keep the Chargers, or the Bengals out of the game against the Chargers, but then Jamar Chase had that weird drop interception. <laughs> like, he was running wide open, and the ball, like, went right in his hands, and he, like, bobbled it in the air, and it got intercepted, and it was like, oh. And that was, like, the preseason knock against him. But, I mean, like, I, I those two plays aside, and I know I hate that, like, I don't like that kind of caveat but um those guys are like a pretty good team I, I i like them to win here at home uh into cover the Bengals, Bengals, yeah Bengals man Bengals cover reversing their fortune against the niners in the super bowl i kind of agree is it lame if i copy your pick there no it's right i mean I, like I, I don't blame you for making a right pick 
yeah, this is my new strategy. I got to tell you a little bit more. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, super disappointing loss by the Niners against the Seahawks team that I thought was dead and buried. I think we both got that wrong last week. Yeah, we did. Uh, so I'm, I'm mad at the Niners. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess we both picked the Bengals as well. So not great by us, but I'm with them. I think yeah. they're a fun team. I, I will say, though, I do think this is a little bit more of a likable Niners team than uh, Niners teams in the past. Because they got, like, that little bit of an underdoggy feel to them. Um, a few more gutty wins. I, I was disappointing that they lost this last week, especially because it just, uh, you know, hurt my overall record. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's the right pick. I, I don't blame you for following me. You should do it more often. Bills at Bucks. The last of our Sunday late games. You know, the Bucks are pretty fucking good down there, but it's uh, the Bucks are giving up three points. I know which direction you're going to go. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, what are you even thinking about? Like, it's, it's um, interesting to me. I need to take the Bills. Mm-hmm. I need to take the Bills. And I need to do this so that Next week, I can come back and explain to you mm. why all the shade you're throwing in Buffalo's direction was incorrect. Mm. So, Bills win, Bills cover. Yeah, I'm standing by uh, it. Look, do you, when was, who was the last team to go into Tampa Bay and beat the Buccaneers? It doesn't okay. happen. That. It doesn't happen that often, my man. That's for my man. Damn it. Yeah, that was over quota. Um, Damn it. I mean, I it's know. worth looking up. The Bears, the Bears just did it. No, they didn't. The jo- Oh no, sorry. Win is the other direction. Okay. Oh shit. Oh shit. Right. You see what I'm saying? Uh, you see what I'm saying, my man? Uh, That's five. <laughs> no, let's let's go ahead and take a peek at the 2020. 2020. We're back in 2020. Lost Saints. November eighth. No, it was it was more recent than that. It was November 29th against the Chiefs. November 29th. Lost Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. So okay. over a year ago, and mind you, they then went on to win the playoffs. Um, Have you heard of the law of averages and regression? Coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just point that out after you make your pick so that I can go ahead and make the correct pick, which is my boy. And now I'm calling him my boy because I'm a big Brady fan these days. Bucks win. Bucks cover. Bucks win big. Okay? You heard it here first. Bucks win big. They win big at home. They just do it. That's what happens. Bennett says, Addy says, big. Bennett says, let's talk next week. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's like the weakest trash talk I ever heard. Let's talk next week. That stings a little bit. You can admit it. Ouch. He gave me a let's talk next <laughs> yeah. week. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. The next week, me is sad about that. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to remember this podcast next week. I'm going to be so, I'm going to be on a bigger and better things. Um, um, like, ESPN's like, getting so pumped about, um, do you know what the Vegas odds for a Bucks Patriots Super Bowl is right now? Uh, plus 140. Well, no, I mean, it's way longer shot than that, but percentage, percentage based. Oh. <laughs> uh, 50-50. 50-50. 50-50. 
fifty percent chance that the Bucks play the Patriots in the Super Bowl? No, I don't know. I'm trying to respond to, to the way that you frame the question. Uh, the twenty percent, ten percent chance. That's still huge. Oh, I thought you. I thought you said what's the chance times two. So I was saying, my bad. Right. That's why I said what? twenty when it was ten. You know, I was like, oh yeah. I thought you, you're like, what's the chances? What's the percentage chance? And then multiply that percentage by two, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Hey, you said that weird. Yeah, ten percent chance. I would say. What is it? Ten percent. <laughs> yeah, you got it right. <laughs> oh, you're good. Yeah, that's good. Oh man, you know who's not good? The Bears. Um, ah, Bears. Bears at Packers. Packers giving up twelve and a half points. What the hell? Why? Packers win. Bears cover. Bears cover this for sure. For sure. This is a divisional game. Come on. He, you know, you may own the Bears, but you don't own them by that much. I was going to say, when you own the team, you can do whatever you want to them. And uh, grab them by the. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can do that. And then some. Packers uh, win. Packers cover. Aaron Rodgers. You know, I didn't really talk about them for best team in the NFC, but there's a case to be made. There's a case to be made. Are you, are you going to make it? I mean, I still think it's the Bucks. <laughs> just put some them. But uh, uh, yeah, they're good. They're they're a damn good football team. They're more complete than they've been in a really long time. Um, their losses were against good teams, except for that Week One Saints. I mean, hey, I I would be shocked if this is a you know a thirty-one ten sort of game. Yeah, I can see that. What if it's bear weather? <laughs> Fairweather is fake, apparently. Yeah, That's my grind. Fake. It is fake. It is fake. Uh, I'm going to write that down. I'm well, going to write 31-10 down. Oh, interesting. I wonder how that lines up with cicada theory. Um, okay, interesting. That's that's an interesting pick. I, do we know who's playing quarterback for the Bears, or does it really even matter? Like, frankly, it doesn't matter in my analysis. Uh, you could have uh, the Red Rifle with his sexy beard, or you could have Justin Fields with his uh, injured rib. Fields isn't on the injury report, I don't think. Oh, he's probably playing then. Nagy's last, last matchup against the uh, the Packers. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, the Packers, he's done, right? Yeah, I, I mean, if he gets comes if he comes back, then the Bears are also one of those teams that's not well run. Um, Monday Night Football: Rams at Cardinals. You know, I was at the Cardinals at the Rams, and uh, man, that was scary watching the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals giving up two and a half points. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So they think on neutral field the Rams are better by a half point? That's what they're saying. My God. No respect for the Cardinals. Who you got? Uh, these are tough games. You're yeah, right. Yeah, they're tough. And you're saying round one, this thing was uh, a shellacking? Yeah, 37-20. I guess you got to go with the champs. Best record of the NFL, the Cardinals. Champs. They win, they cover. And Kingsbury keeps solidifying his case for coach of the year. Mm. Well, here's where you're wrong. Look, the, the Cardinals have to slip up sometime. Uh, and now that now the now the people are oops. My dog just barked. hates the pick. Dog hates. hates the pick. He does hate your pick, but he likes my pick. Oh. Uh look, um, I think the Rams are gonna win this one. I think they're gonna shock the world. Shock the world. Uh, but here's the, here, this game is going to come down to the first five minutes. 
if the Rams fall behind, I think they're in trouble. And I think that that's the big knock against, knock against the Rams because Safford gets all, all panicky. Um, and uh, so if they fall behind in this game, like with a couple early uh, miscues, uh, I think that's I think that's real trouble. But I, I like the Rams to win this game. I think the Rams, uh, after after a few, they were on the Schneid for a couple weeks. Uh, we're getting we're getting dinged by everybody. They've they've gotten gotten off and under the radar. I think that's just where you want to be. That's just where you want to be this time of the year. I kind of like that pick. I think that yep. get right game was good against the Jaguars. Oh, that, absolutely. that does a lot for morale. Got mm-hmm. Odell Beckham in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Damn, maybe mm-hmm. I'm jealous of that pick. Maybe I yeah. am. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, look, and that it's just it's just more time for that defensive gel, uh, you know, with the land of misfit toys or whatever. This like the the stars, stars are aligning. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, and uh, just in time for the the home stretch. They're, 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 look now the, their sights are set on uh, playing a home Super Bowl. So Rams are in a good spot. Man, I, you know, as I look back on another, at another podcast uh, where we kind of recapped my excellent picks from the week before, I, I'm feeling increasingly good about my picks for the, for the coming week. And, and I don't know that I can be stopped, Bennett. Um, you know, Do I, you want to call I, your shot? Um, I think Over I'm going to get, I think I'm going to get seven and a half games. Correct here. Seven minimum. Five games, right? Minimum. Minimum, minimum please. Uh, yeah, minimum. Seven, right, minimum, yeah. Yeah. You want to call your shot? Yeah, I'm going to call your shot. You get under under four right. Fool. Fool. <laughs> That's like, you, you watch Between Two Ferns? You've seen those clips? <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I mean, I have seen a couple of them, but not, he's, not regularly. He's interviewing uh, Ben Stiller, and he goes, name the worst movie uh, you've ever done, and, and then I'll do mine. And Ben Stiller, like, names a movie he, he was in that he hated. And Zach Falcoffanakis goes, yeah, uh, it's Night at the Museum 2 for me. He's <laughs> like, oh, I thought we were just doing each other. <laughs> nope, just, just yours. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, Night at the Museum 2 really sucks. I should have just quit when they were ahead. Night at the Museum 1 was quite good. Oh, I, I, for me, I, th- I think Greenberg could be my least favorite Ben Stiller movie. Oh, I like Greenberg. Yeah, no, not a fan. Nope, a fan, Why not? man. It's a good, good uh, L.A. film. No, because we had reached, we had like reached like Ben Stiller's saturation by that point. So it was like, stop, stop trying to act. Right, he went all art house and did his. Uh, yeah. Right. Go be a funny man. Okay. Go, meet the Fockers three. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. All right. Dance, Licorice Pizza. I like that man. takeaway. That could be, that could be the bi-week movie. Uh, Licorice Pizza? Yeah, it could be the bi-week movie. Yeah. If you can find a screening. Good luck. You think LA is the only town with movie theaters? I no, got I just, movie theaters. I just know that uh, they're, they're, it's not playing at every theater. It's playing at sparse, sparse feel. A sparse feel. We got some good movies coming out now. I'm excited. Uh, Don't Look Out. Don't Look Up's coming out. We got the Kurt Warner movie coming out. Fun time for cinema. Yeah, I mean, I think that there. this is like the Oscars. Uh, Oscars movies are coming out. Oscar. Oh, well, it's been a delightful two hours and two minutes, Bennett. Um, I, I really. You know, time flies when I'm chatting with you about uh, America's uh, true pastime. This episode was brought to you by Bang Energy Drinks. Bang Energy. Bang Energy and Republican politics. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, my man, uh, enjoy your, uh, you know, bye week unclenched. Um, (laughs) Eat a few wings, watch licorice pizza. I'm going to try and have at least eight wings so I can get to uh, eight per Eagles game uh, average on the year. And, uh, 
Any, any parting words? No, I mean, enjoy, enjoy wing a hundred. It was a tasty one. Oh my God. I can't wait. I will uh, text you uh, when I, when I reach that milestone, but uh, until then, so long from Los Angeles. And from New York. See you next week. See you. Thank you for listening to The Three Point Conversion with Bennett Mayrock and Addy DeSessa. Brought to you by AdBam Studios, coast to coast.